Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Five hours today, guys. To Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for David Broward, or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, positions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. The media is sick and needs Talk Y'all like cutting little stinkers? Uh-huh. That funny little yeah. sound that comes right out of your sphincter? Want to copy me and do exactly like I do? Uh-huh. Get paid for writing little songs about boo-boo? My brain's all gone. I'm trying to get my groove on. But I can't figure out which Spice Girl I'm going to fart on. And hey, Dr. Dre asked, Yo, man, you pass Hell no. So why do I smell ass? Man, you low class. Well, since age 12, it seemed like I always smelled. I thought gripping gases and tooting was pretty swell. I got pissed off when I took my jeans off and fought it so hard and turned my underwear backwards like crisscross. And every night I'm like, oh, dinner last. Then fought out my ass faster than a fat bitch. You ain't too fat. Smell this, honey. Yo, dude, wait a minute. It's my girl, cuz. I don't give a f- God sent me to stink the world up. My anus. My anus. My anus. Teacher wanted me kicked out back in junior high. Said the problem was something crawled up my ass and died. I shot him in the face with my vapor. The worst happened later when I covered his desk with used toilet paper. I walked in the strip club. My intestines were filled up. Moved the bartender, took a dump of the tip cup. Went over to a dancer, had her puck in her garden. She lifted her leg up, and I knew she was a father. 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom got more gas than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper, make a record about strange noises, made on the crapper. You know you blew dirt when the women rushed to leave. You tried to hold it back, but your butt needed relief. This guy at White Castle said it was pretty cool, but I had to go. Go drop the kids off at the pool. My anus, my anus. WQM, happy Monday to you. Lots of surprises today, boys and girls. First surprise, I guess uh, they wanted to spring this on us, huh? They've expanded the show. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm assuming that there's extra compensation involved in that. Wouldn't you assume so? Uh-huh. I'm looking at the schedule, and, of course, Bluff, don't make no mistakes, okay? 10 to 3 today, it's oh, God. 3 to 6, Hank Goldberg from Shula's. 6 to 9.30, it's Mad Dog Jim Mandy. All right. Because the Booksters on the West Coast with the team. Remember that team? That song keeps going through my mind over and over. Oh, the Marlins. Do we really have such a song? Oh, yeah, we do. All weekend long, this song kept going through my Oh, the Marlin. Oh, the Marlin. Yeah, I don't know why. Anybody want to buy any spots at a Marlin game? No. Real cheap? No. Wait till you find out how much they're trying to peddle those spots, by the way. 
250 to 300 bucks for a spot on the Marlins. Have they got any takers yet? No. So they've expanded the show from 10 to 3 because the 2 to 3 hour, they want to, they want to get the whole day part. That's the way Arbitron breaks the day parts down. 6 to 10, 10 to 3, 3 to 7, 7 to midnight. So I'm assuming that they, you know, they don't like to drop off there in the 2 to 3 hour, so they want us to be on from the whole 5 hours. How do you like that? 10 to 3. The other piece of shocking news, one of our salespeople has left, which is um, <laughs> major shock, Dara. We wish her the best. She's gone. Won't see her no more. Why do you think she left, by the way? So anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh. what, is, what is he rushing in here now with, the, now with the new and revised schedule? I guess they heard about the extra compensation for the extra hour, and they changed their mind. They thought, God, that would have been a nice thing to just suck him into doing the two to three. The new schedule says 10 to 2. Oh! Thank you. That's okay. I don't want to highlight your mistakes, but, you know, at least it's evidence you're doing something. That's good. He's making those schedules up frantically, and we got a brand new one here within just a matter of moments. <laughs> nice desk, by the way, Bluff. Nice desk. Has he got that new desk yet? No. Oh, okay. It's only April, uh, what is it, April 19th? And by the way, George won. In case you missed the show Friday, that was the uh, office pool. Will George get his $200? Now, he haven't got it yet. Have you? I don't hear a word you're saying, and neither does the audience. Well, sorry, people keep taking my mic out of program oh. in here and use this room after hours. But they they do, how do they do that? I thought uh, we have a lock on that. We room. do, but we share this room Why? With, with people because it's the uh, other control room, like when we run the games on two separate radio stations, et cetera, and so on. This is the... Control room. Well, there are no more Panther games. Oh, well, whatever. Are we going to be carrying the Panther playoff game? <laughs> huh? So playoff. I haven't gotten the money yet physically, but it should but be. But it is in there. He's already got the word it's going to be in there. And Bluff on his new desk? No. No no sign of it. It's only April 19th. So anyway, in the yesterday, Sun Sentinel, and of course, there are certain things. I have a strategy that I used to read the Sunday papers because the Herald especially. There is no newspaper. There are just advertising sections there are classifieds, there are auto ads, there are like 20 pounds at least, enough to get a good-sized hernia from uh, the Herald on a Sunday paper. There, there's no n reading material in there. You just, I just keep siphoning through section after section after section. Where's the uh, editorial page one, the opinion or viewpoint, whatever they used to call it? Where's that one? Where's uh, something? Where's the sports section? Where is anything that you could read? And by the time you get done, 90% of your Sunday paper, especially the Herald, is crap you throw in a dumpster immediately. So anyway, Tom Jicka, I always read the Sun Sentinel, not the TV book itself, but Tom's questions and answers. Because I know that Tom makes them up. He's been doing that for years. Thanks again, Tom. Keep spelling it right. Always gets my name in there somehow. One thing I love about Tom. He's stupid! But other than that, is he always gets my name in there somehow. And this is great because it ties in with a lot of stuff we were talking about last week. About that morning show. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the morning show, is the default on vacation or something this week? I never thought I would miss him so badly. They never said a word about it. Where is he? Oh, Don, don't, they're not going to make up another one of those corny stories about being in gambling rehab or something like that. Because I turned on my radio in the car this morning and I heard, I was getting that super heterodyne whine. And I thought, Jesus, what the hell happened to my radio and my beautiful Corvette and my beautiful 99, I've got a whine. Like that. And it was Geldy on there, Geldy and the little dog who was like uh, just sitting there. 
until he started getting carried away and overmodulating there at the end of the show and talking like this. Like real, uh, the mic was too hot and he was popping his peas and getting all bent out of shape. And how come neither one of them, by the way, had the, the guts from the part that I heard to call Jimmy the gangster coach? Not that I want to talk about that draft garbage. The gangster coach. At the U of M with the Hurricanes, he was the gangster coach. In Dallas, he was the gangster coach. So why should it come as any surprise that he's still the gangster coach? Cecil Collins, give me a break, please, okay? Jimmy never met a gangster he didn't like. And like Wayne says, if you win games, nobody will care. We just have to win a lot of games. We don't care if we let everybody off death row in Rayford. If they can win us a few games, we'll borrow them, okay? Anyway, getting back to Tom Jicka after the break. How, how did that just happen? I haven't even said hello yet, and it's already time for a goddamn break. Must be because of those great young adult male uh, demographics we got. Right, Tom? Uh-huh. That Tom Jicka, man. He's bloody stupid! Oh, oh, oh. See, if you're one of those people that hangs out at the track with Tom, I mean, he's always been very nice to me. He still likes me, even though he'd deny it. But uh, I don't hang out with the tra- at the track with Tom. He doesn't come to Pompano Park. He goes to those uh, other horses, you know, the ones that there's a half hour in between races, and you sit there and nothing's going on. And he hangs up there in the press box with Hank and Eddie Kay, and I guess with Defoe, too, which I never thought about that till this morning. Am I right about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you downed a red dog. You chugged a red wolf. Now open your mouth and wrap your lips around a red cock. Red cock's foamy head will leave you breathless. Red cock goes down easy, and it's never hard on your throat. So reach into that box and wrap your fingers around a long neck red cock. You can shake it and spray it all over. Remember, you can't beat a red cock. Just look for the label with the big red pecker on the front. Okay. 1015 at 560. Jim, well, the reason that there was a little uh, pause there is because I'm reaching back in a fax machine for stuff that I'm not going to read on here anyway. It's for you, by the way, George, but you're not going to get it. Guess who it's from? It's from your friend Monica Martinez. You know Monica? Uh-huh. She just called. She just called to say what? Watch the fax machine because I'm faxing you the information about the holistic and inter, uh, interactive. Uh, look at that. Interactive. I-T-E-G-R-A-T. In- integrative. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Holistic and integrative. Is there such a word as integrative? There is now. Health conference with Dr. Atkins. Any mention Neil could make of it would be greatly appreciated. No. Huh? Aren't you going to no. plug the... Uh, no. For Dr. No. Bob? No. What? She also wanted to know if we wanted to have him on as a guest. No. No. I don't I don't have guests. I mean we do have we actually Oh, you know something <laughs> How long has that little tiny baby chair been sitting there? I was gonna say we actually have a guest mic, which we do, and we a guest chair. But I'm looking at the chair, it's like a little tiny baby chair. That's your standard folding chair. A folding chair, yeah. It's metal. Al could sit on it. A little teeny, oh yeah, Al could sit on it for about two and a half seconds until they both hit the ground. Well, the one in here is even flimsy. It's sure, it kind of like that. fits right in with Duff's desk. Kenneth Mas Macho, Duff's desk or our little folding chair. We don't have guests on this show. It's going to be a cold day in hell when I start putting guests on the show. Although if we do have to do that two to three hour, that might be a good hour to bring our guests on. Like maybe Bino Cook, somebody saying like that. Huh? We could have, like, Dino Cicerelli and Bino Cook. We'd have Bino and Dino together. 
By the way, anybody had any Pino today? Okay, I'll get back to Tom Jick in a second. Hollywood, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I think Sunset is the best out of the local papers. Yeah. Um, what happened? You might get well, the, way, the way you say that, like there's a great selection. <laughs> the Miami Herald sucks. I don't yeah, know why yeah. they have it. Sunday Herald is 98% ad advertising. Yeah, well, that's why I get it for. And guess what? You people that spend money advertising on the Sunday Herald, you might as well flush it down the toilet because nobody reads it because it, there's just too much of it in there. Everybody throws all those sections out. But anyway. Listen, uh, you're getting extended to two to three? Yeah. Oh, so you might, you're going to do an extra hour. Right. Are they going to pay you for the extra hour? Well, we got to talk about that. They just uh, pulled this over on me. You know, they pulled a fast one. So who's your agent? Huh? Who's your agent? Uh, Norma Kent. How much, how much percentage does he get out of here? How much percentage does he get? Yes. No. None. None? None. He just does it because he likes me. Do you blow him? No. Do <laughs> you want to? He blows you, huh? Yeah, there you go. All right, Neil. You have a good day. Okay. I just want to say. Okay, blow this. Okay, another uh, jerk. Here's uh, North Miami. Hello. Neil, what did you think of Yarger raining on his parade yesterday? Meaning what? Score. The game was important to Pittsburgh at the moment. I mean, the fact Buffalo won later made it less important. But the point that everybody seemed to forget about in the middle of all the Wayne stuff was that the game had significance for Pittsburgh. Right. As far as their playoff seed was concerned, nobody wanted to pay any attention. It was kind of like Pittsburgh was supposed to roll over and let Wayne stick five or six in the net. Right. Everybody could say, nice going there, Wayne. We love it. <laughs> I can't stand Wayne. I mean, it was a very emotional day, and I saw all the crap, and the CBC went totally crazy. But, uh, you know, good bargain. Enough with him already. He went, he went out at the right time. Anybody that says, like Don Cherry, oh, he made a mistake, you don't go out like a clown. He went out, he had a decent season. His skills are waning, okay? They're waning. So Yager's the next up-and-coming, uh, Neil? Up-and-coming what? Superstar. He isn't up-and-coming. He already is a superstar. You don't I have to explain that to you? Well, what do you mean up-and-coming? Well, let me step aside. Let me say it again. He is the superstar right now. Pavel Bury, if he ever gets healthy again and plays again, is also a superstar. But anyway, here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Mobile? Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how about those, uh, the new pro player penitentiary in the home of the 1999 Miami Con? It's the gangster team, man. How come nobody <laughs> seems to care about that? This, even Eddie the Pope, and Eddie the Pope <laughs> is a dope, okay? He, it's only the third time in the 23 years I've lived in this town, he's ever written a column that made any sense at all. And even Eddie the Pope says, shame on you, Jimmy, you gangster coach, is basically uh, what he's saying. What a bunch of crap. Jimmy just showed that he has no morals. If he could go raid the, uh. I mean, I want to make sure that all you, all you parents out there, you better tell your kids out when you take them to the Dolphin game or you sit around watching it on television. We hope you kids grow up just, uh, just like all these gangsters that Jimmy is so enchanted with. That's right. Lawrence I mean, Phillips, I mean, the long line, going back even when Shula, we had Bobby Humphreys, and we had the Mark Duper who became a gangster, although at least he wasn't when he was playing. I mean, gangsters that, that haven't been invented yet. Jimmy never met a gangster he didn't like. I think if he could go Somebody. raid the penitentiary, he would. He would. Take care, Neil. Okay. Have a good one. Have a great day. Here's the Cecil column, which I don't want to get started because it was bad enough, all the uh, pre-draft garbage, but now they're doing the post-mortem on it, which is just terminal. Not only did I hear me on my radio this morning, but then the content of what they're talking about. Oh, and this one drafted is. You know, Joe was right about that. Nice going, little dog, even though you were distorting on the air because you were so whipped up about it. Who the hell knows and who the hell cares? Let them play a couple of games and find out who did the right thing. But there is no question that the gangster coach, this town ought to be revolted. And you know what a bunch of ass suckers we got in this town, especially in the, in the media. So they're going to be, oh, well, Jimmy must know something. Yeah, he knows something. He knows crap is what he knows.
former Louisiana State and McNeese State running back Cecil Collins, whom the Dolphins selected with the first pick of the NFL's uh, fifth-round draft yesterday, recently pleaded guilty to two counts of a... This isn't even uh, debatable. It's not like uh, Tony Martin, which is still in limbo. That's another maybe gangster, but at least we know he can play number one and number two. Maybe he might get off. But this guy recently pleaded guilty to two counts of unauthorized entry and two counts of simple assault. These are the terms of his sentence, okay? Five years of suspended jail time, four years of probation, required weekly drug testing, required drug and behavioral counseling, $2,500 owed to a battered women's shelter in, a, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, within a year, no contact with the victims, no access to the LSU campus, okay? He was kicked off the LSU team and isn't even allowed back on the campus, okay? Cecil the Diesel. A piece of turd. Another piece of turd. And it's interesting, by the way, if you read the other article here. Dolphin Team Security Investigator Stuart Weinstein, Weinstein, Oy. compiled reports on 348 players in this draft who had troubled pasts. Was there anyone with a litany of trouble as long or serious as Collins, he was asked? And the answer was no. no. So Jimmy picks the most troubled, the most, uh, the biggest gangster, the biggest piece of turd that money can buy that he can find, and now just cross your fingers and hope for the best. And like Wayne says, I want all you kids out there to make sure you understand one thing, okay? Wayne doesn't give a crap about setting any example for you kids out there. All he cares about is let's win some games so it can make Wayne look good and make him some more money. If you win games, nobody will care how many gangsters you put on a team. That's what he is alleged to have said, uh, paraphrased. Nice going, Wayne, you bald-headed scumbag. Just keep uh, the gangster thing going, man, the gangster thing. Thank God I gave up my dolphin, although I still get them free from here. But thank God I gave up paying for those dolphin tickets two or three years ago. After five years of misery and suffering. <laughs> I must be on drugs today or something, you know, and I just don't know it yet. I feel like I'm on drugs. Maybe it was reading Tom Jicka's column yesterday that did it. Here's the letter to, and let me tell you again, Tom, you make these up. You're not fooling me. I know you make these up, sweetheart. Question, what is with the first team on WQAM radio AM 560? According to Neil Rogers, there are 26 minutes of commercial every hour. Yes. My theory is the ratings are so low they have to sell spots for pennies, making it necessary to sell so many. Steve Goldstein sounds like Alvin the Chipmunk on Helium. Yes. Jeff DeForest makes lame analogies, and Joe Rose just tries to stir controversy. It's a very bad show. I listen to a lot of music in the morning, says A.A. in Plantation. Tom's answer. Do you have a thought of your own, or do you merely parrot everything Neil says? Uh-huh. How are you such an expert on a program you say you don't listen to? The fact is, oh, this gets to be the really good stuff, okay? Get the laughing gas ready. <laughs> the fact is, the first team has such a commercial overload, the one thing about which you, I, and Neil agree, because sponsors are clamoring to reach its huge young adult male audience <laughs> at a premium rate. It's huge young adult male audience. You would assume these guys have got big numbers there in the morning. No. Do they have big numbers like in a, uh, the young male? No. No. As for your assessment of host, at least they know something about the things they criticize. I thought that the uh, analyzation there was the best I've ever heard about Geldy. It says Steve Goldstein sounds like Alvin the Chipmunk on Helium. Yes. 
Does anybody uh, question that? Is there is that a debatable point? No. No. <coughs> Boy, I thought my radio was busted for sure this morning. <coughs> Please, Default, wherever you are, come back. Is he out sick? Is he on vacation? What's the story? Vegas is the story. He's in Vegas? Turning Jeff to Florist loose in Vegas? Would be no seriously. That that would be like letting Cecil uh, Collins loose in the women's dormitories at the UM. I mean, what what is that? Jesus Christ Almighty! We may never see him again. If Louis the Lip uh, finds out how much Depot is uh, into the uh, casinos out there, we may never see him. Every day, maybe on your radio in the morning. And you know, I come into work and I'm asking my key. I, why do I do this to myself? I keep asking myself. Can't the people that run this place, can't they hear that, what that sounds like? You know, what, what that sounds like. Don't they get it? And the obvious answer is, no, they don't. So anyway, Tom Jicka, great, uh, great letter that you made up there, Tom. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm, I've got the ratings back out from the last trend. That young audience you're talking about, I'm looking at 18 to 34. They're not on the first page. They're not on the second page. They're like on the third page. They're number 14 in the morning with a 1.9, 18 to 34. We're doing a little bit better than that with a 5 to about a 6 between 10 and 2, number 7, here in midday. Not that we don't have enough spots. We got spots up the old uh, rectum also, but not as many as they got. Not 26 minutes an hour. Seriously, stop and think about this. How long would you say those updates, the sports updates last about three minutes each? So three, then four an hour, right? Three an hour? Okay, three times four is 12, plus 26 is 38 minutes. That leaves 22 minutes out of the hour, 38 minutes of non-programmed content, and 22 minutes of uh, like that. You're not counting the rejoins and the rejoin music. Like I said, four minutes of actual programmed content per hour. What do you expect from a guy that can't even get the schedule right, okay? And this guy's going to program a morning show? Are you kidding me? No. 1026 at 560 WQM. Don't miss the biggest. Uh-oh. Uh, 1033 at 560. The gangster team, that's what we got. We got gangster teams here on QAM. We got bad teams. We got gangster teams. Then we got just lame-ass teams like the Panthers. Season is done, by the way. Oh! Was I there Saturday night for that game? No. No. I was not there. In fact, we'll probably get a spy report or two about all the good stuff they gave away. That's why they filled that place. They had over 19,000, allegedly. And that's why they allegedly filled it up, because they gave, they were giving stuff away. It was fan appreciation night. Free sticks and uh, free crap. And, of course, uh, Christina Moore's last broadcast. I was in the car going to the store. I heard the last three or four minutes of the game. And, man, between Gildy and Randy Moore, I am going to tell you, my, my radio almost inverted. I've been having a lot of radio problems in that car. I thought the radio was going to get sucked right through the dashboard. What a suck-up job that was. I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, humble and uh, nice and, uh, you know, Hey, it was great working with you. You never stole a freight train, and thanks for all your help. But, I mean, just the suction was just unbelievable there. Christina Moore won't hear that no more. Thank God. So, anyway, Tom Jick, I hate to break the news to you, but the fact is that all those spots that are in there in the morning show, a lot of those spots are in there because, well, you know, we got the Marlins and we got the Dolphins and we give away all these freebies and uh, all all these other things, all of these things. So we've got 80 million spots we got to run, which, uh, you know, should we be proud of that? No. Of course not. In fact, as weak as that show is, I think the guys that deserve credit are for nothing else, the fact they can have any numbers when there's basically no show. It's all spots radio. No show. WQAM, all spots radio. Hello. 
say, how do you like that? I love that. I, I, I get goosebumps. I really do. I feel like going home and shaving my crotch when I, when that happens. No, seriously, because you cut, you catch them with their phone down when you, when I pick them up cold and they're not expecting it. Here's a mobile in Jupiter. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. Hey, uh, you obviously didn't listen to the Rima, um, uh, telecast, did you? I didn't, I didn't see or listen or other than the three minutes in the car, uh, after when the game was ending. No, I didn't pay attention. What would I okay. pay attention to that game? I, I knew you didn't, but I had to. And by the way, for those people who are saying it wasn't all that bad, the Panthers with their 78 points, they won all five games against Tampa Bay, the worst team in the league. Otherwise, they would have had 68 points, okay? Winning 10 points against Tampa Bay shouldn't even count in the standings. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, maybe count maybe for five. Maybe. Yeah, half a point. Anyway, you got to replace your uh, Ray Whitney has a pair. He when he scored his second goal, Rimmer says, and Ray Whitney's got a big pair. Yeah, like that. So you got to replace that. I and, bet you uh, if he keeps doing that up, they'll they'll kick Rimmer out of the showers next season. They won't let him back in there. They're gonna start you gotta, wondering. You got to get that on your uh, cart that up and play that. Okay. It's pretty good. Other than that, that's all I got today. Uh, Ian Wiley, you're a big douchebag. Okay, sir. Thank you. There you go. There's the voice of the Panther fans. That's their analyzation, which I got a lot to say about that, by the way. Michael Russo, all I can say about Michael Russo is he's an asshole. Wow. Woo. No wonder the people in this town are catching out of that game at all. It's no wonder. Here's a guy who's, who covers the, uh, you know, the primary hockey guy for the Sun Sentinel all year long. And in yesterday's paper, grading the Panthers of demise and men, or is that Denise? Denise and men. And he grades everybody on the team, including, uh, you know, the equipment guys, everybody, whoever was in the arena, the uh, ushers. This is, this is so unctuous, man. I, I don't, I don't even know what words to start to begin. Where to start with this idiotic bunch of crap? Although if you turn to the previous page, or so, uh, somewhere in here, somewhere in the middle of the, at least they got some crap in here, okay? Here's a big Michael Mayo thing, suddenly discovered who Wayne Gretzky was. Nice going, Mike. He's up there in New York covering that like he knows what it's all about, which he does not. They took an Internet survey. Who or what is most to blame for the Panthers not making the playoffs this season? 800 votes, or 57.8%, said Terry Murray, oh! TM. 450 votes, or 32.5%, said BM, <laughs> Brian Murray. Inexperience, only 4.5%. Uh, Underachieving veterans, 4.5%. Pavel Burry's injury, only 0.8%. So in other words, let's see, uh, 90... 90.3% of the, uh, well, it's like uh, 1,500 people responded. Over 90% of them said it was the Murrays. How do you like that, huh? Oh! I love it. Even the people down here that don't know that much about the game, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the Murray boys are where the real problem is. That's the sugar in the woodpile, is TM and BM. But wait till I get, when you get, if you haven't seen this yet, or even if you have, when you hear this crap that Michael Russo, the ratings, and guess, by the way, who gets a B? B as in big black guy gets a B. Just, just makes my blood boil, also which both begin with a B. Who's with a B makes my blood boil, makes it curdle. And I, I think it all ties in together. I was just uh, saying uh, during the break, I was talking about the fact that white fans, well, no matter what it is, whether it's Mike Tyson, whether it's a football player, even if he's a gangster, or whether it's a Peter Well, who isn't a gangster, but he's just a big black guy who uh, serves very little purpose out there, they love that. He's our big black guy, and he's going to beat the crap out of somebody, and we like that. And you people won't admit that, but it's the truth. 
He's our boy. Huh? It's just like the big black guy named Ben. It's the same mentality. Nobody's going to mess with uh, your car if you have a big black guy named Roy or Ben standing outside guarding it all day. They're not going to come anywhere near that mother or the car either. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bow on the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. If you're a young, beautiful girl who's at least an 8 out of 10 and has about the same score for IQ, Bill Clinton has a place for you. It's the school for underprivileged kids building immediate learning. Suck Bill for short. At Suck Bill, your little girls will be educated in all the fine arts that will make them a success in today's Clinton world. They'll enjoy such guest teachers as Ted Kennedy. This semester will be broken up into uh, two parts. We will be doing giggling and jiggling. Uh, which one do you girls want to start with? It looks like we'll be doing jiggling. So if you're a little cutie, but are a little short on brains, Suck Bill will give you all the skills you need to go down all the way to the top. I'm sorry, little girl. What did you say? I said... How am I doing, Mr. Kennedy? I uh, think you're getting the point uh, quite well. Suck, Bill. Or someone else will. Call today. 1044-560 WQM. So Michael Russo, who's, you know, just another another pudwhacker, another piece of crap. Maybe he'll elope with very jackass, do us all a favor. He rates, uh, first starting with the coach, Terry Murray, okay? He rates him a C. A C. In other words, like a passing grade. Like he did something, okay? Taking over a team that lacked discipline, he held players accountable for poor play by scratching or benching them. Did this help? No. No, it did not. Pavel Burry, he goes on to rate an A. Okay, now let's face it. We all know anybody with a brain, even the Panther fans, most of them don't know anything about the game. Everybody knows he's a superstar. A, he gives them. Why even rate him? He played a handful of games. And then he says a great case could be made for MVP. Because the team collapsed upon word that he would be out six months with a knee injury. Is there any doubt he would have scored 50 goals if he played a full season? No. But that's not the point. The point is he played a handful of games. How can you be the MVP on the team when you played a handful of games and you're out for the rest of the season, jackass? Then we get to Rob Niedermeyer. Gets a C minus. That's uh, close. D would have been more appropriate. C minus. Roberts Fela a D. There you go. But now here we come to this. Here's the thing. And again, this is in a major market newspaper by somebody who's supposed to know what he's writing about. Mark Parrish, great rookie, big year, led all rookies in goal scoring, 24 goals. He gets a B. Sean Burke, who far outplayed our wildest expectations in goal, especially with a crappy defense in front of most of the year, he gets a B. Ray Whitney, who again led the league, led the team in goals, points, winning, game winning goals, he gets a B. A B. I'm not, I wouldn't waste your time reading the comments as innocuous and inane as they are. Okay, keep that in mind. Mark Parrish, Sean Burke, Ray Whitney, they all get a B. Who else gets a B? Peter Worrell <laughs> gets a B. As in bullcrap. He says, with Paul Laws fighting less, Worrell has emerged as the team's enforcer. But he's much more physical than Laws, which has uh, been a positive because he's always looking for the big hit and creating space for his teammates. His all-around game is much improved. He gets a B. In other words, he's on a par with Ray Whitney, <laughs> Sean Burke, and Mark Parrish. Okay, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna waste my time reading the rest of this crap. Okay, because I'm so furious with Michael Russo and what kind of a horseball sound this is. This guy isn't qualified to be writing in the Weekly Reader. Okay, much less in a major market frickin' newspaper. The whole season goes by, 82 games. Again, I'm the only person in the whole arena that sees you can't see the goal light goes on when a goal is scored. They managed to complete the entire first year in the arena with that. 
And here's a big black guy out there that the crowd is just obsessed with because he's our big black guy and keeps whacking and spearing and slashing guys on the other team and they're getting a lot of stupid penalties. It's uh, accomplishing mostly nothing. And this guy, he puts him on the same par with the team's leading goal scorer and the goalie that uh, played a pretty damn good season for us and the best rookie in the goddamn league for my money. And you wonder why the people here don't, they don't learn anything, why nothing ever changes, why it's like running in, in place here. There's no progress, baby. There ain't no progress. Because we've got putwhackers like Barry Jackass and Michael Russo. And I'm going to say something. David J. Neal at Schwarzer that writes for the Herald, his hockey column is ten times better than Michael Russo. We don't like his outfit that he wears at the games too well, but nevertheless, at least he has some idea what he's writing about, which is more than you do, Mike Russo, you big jackass you. You pudgy piece of turd you. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Mobile in Hollywood. Nine minutes, 35 seconds. They waited. Well, it's on our dime. That's right. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. Yes. What are you going to do now since the Panther season's over? What, what does that mean? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to be happy and just wake up every morning with a smile on my face. For what? Because I'm glad the season is over. I can't stand the Panthers. I wish they never brought a hockey into this town. How does it affect? How does it affect your life, sir? Do you go to the games? No, I don't. Do you watch the games? Well, actually, my wife is a big fan. Oh, okay. Well, how about getting a divorce? Okay. How about dumping the bitch? All right. Don't. But this isn't. This isn't uh, marital advice. This isn't the Aaron Summer Show. We're not doing marital counseling here. That's next week. Okay, pal. His wife is a big fan, so I'm supposed to do something about that. And how the hell she married a loser like you? I really have my doubts. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Off to a great start this week. Doesn't bother me. Oh. Just keep plugging right along, baby, because I know where I am. Make no mistake about that. Oh, and let me tell you this. Speaking of knowing where I am, oh, it's not just here. It's the American effing way. Maybe, it, maybe it, no, it's not. It's not human nature. It's an American thing. The rubbernecking thing. I know it's it's bad enough that we have rubberneckers out there on a highway. Every time they see like a fender bender or even a cop is pulled over the side of the road, even if he's just sitting there playing with himself, everybody slams on the brakes. They got to slow down. They got to take a look. Now we have assholes. We have the idiots that go out there waiting for a plane crash. You know who sit out there at the two airports at Fort Lauderdale and at Miami International, and they sit out there on the perimeter roads waiting for a plane crash, spending hours and hours of their time. Now the new deal is, now that we have all these fires out there burning up the Everglades, now we have fire rubberneckers, some of whom, of course, they showed on Hysterical Channel 7 News this morning. And the one guy saying, oh, well, you know, there's just so much hype about it, I just had to see it. Talk about a guy with no life, with no brain of his own. There's so much hype that he just had to go out there and see it. You know, how about just putting a little piece of paper in the ashtray and setting it, lighting a match, okay? There you go. It's fire. You ever see fire before? That's what it looks like. And then they got some dumb bitch on there, and she's going on about, oh, it's just amazing to me that something as as uh, dangerous and as uh, threatening and as uh, horrendous as this can be so beautiful. And I'm thinking to myself, get her name, okay? You better take her uh her uh, th uh, thumbprint right now. Get her thumb on it. Seriously. Because if ever there was an arsonist in the making, it's somebody that talks about how exciting it is and beautiful it is to watch fire. 
Don't let her in your in your neighborhood. I'll tell you that. Assholes who want to go out there as close as they can get to the glades to watch the fire. I mean, do you think that there's a message in there? Maybe they have something in common with the Drapniks from this last weekend. I have no life. Yeah, that's what. They, why don't they have a big sign on their forehead that says? I have no life. A tattoo. Coral Springs. Hello. Good morning, Neil. How are yes, you? Yes, Okay. Oh, uh, Neil, these people with Worrell, I wish they would just get off of it already. Not only is this guy not an NHL player, he's not a minor league He's not a hockey player. player, no. No, these people, I think the only thing they know about hockey was they got it there, when they got their season subscription, they got a copy of the movie Slapshot, and that's what they think hockey is about. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it just pisses me off. I read those articles on but, Saturday. But, and but, I any, but anybody that's been even to a few games that gives this guy, if you're going to grade the performance, Gives him the same grade as you give a Ray Whitney and a Sean Burke and a Mark Parrish. This guy uh, has to—he's he, got rocks in his head. No, and, and this guy—they say, "Oh, he's a great goon. He's a great—he can't skate. Oh, give it—he can fight. If he was a good goon, you know what he'd be like? Go back, like a Dave Schultz. At least somebody can put twenty goals in the in the net for you a year. Ah, it's, it's not even worthwhile talking about anymore until they get rid of him and the Murrays. Okay, pal. Thanks, Neil. Hold your breath. Okay. See, and the fact that the crowd responded that way, you see, these people will buy anything. That, that's why that's why the Murray's especially B, and that's why he's lasted this long. Any crap that he peddles out there to the public, oh, yeah, whatever you say, man, we think you're the problem, but whatever you say, we like it. Where's the free stuff? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We've got two, three hundred lines open here this morning, as usual. Here's a mobile in Cutler Ridge. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you today? Okay, sir. Um, I wanted to tell you about the, the fact that I, you know, when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I get in the car and I do listen to the uh, first team, but you're right about the, uh, the spots. I mean, uh, you know, I hear more spots on there than anything else, but what really ticks me off is in the afternoon drive when I am coming home, I try to listen to Hank. Yeah. And I, you know, I like Hank and I, I love his, uh, his, you know, his way of doing the show and everything, but I've counted the minutes. I was timing it. You're looking at nine minute spots every, you know, every nine like, minute uh, place, right. seven minutes or so. Yeah. And uh, by the time it's all well, over... No, I, I was on with Hank. Uh, we did a little crossover there on Friday, and Hank said, oh, i got to run now. i got a nine-minute break coming up. Who, who ever heard on an AM radio station of a nine-minute commercial break? Who ever I'm heard of such a know, thing? I'm telling you now, I would listen to that show all the time if it was more like yours in the sense of where, where we could hear more the of format, his uh, commentary. Yeah. And the only reason my show is like this is because I, you know, I demanded that when I signed my contract, even though they reneged, it was supposed to be 14 minutes an hour, and they goosed it up to 16 because we got a sales manager who makes it up as she goes along. But nevertheless, uh, you know, at least we got a limit on here, and they can't go beyond that. If they, if they could run 26 minutes of uh, spots an hour in a show, we'd, we'd be saddled with the same crap. Well, it's that's called a, it's called an unlistenable format, and the program director sits in there with his finger in his ear. Gee, I don't get it. We just don't seem to be going anywhere. You know, it's all we're always flat. We don't seem to be going anywhere. Every time that I you know that I hear the spots, I I have to admit I'm sorry, but I tune out as far as the uh, the Hank show because it's too long, and then you have the you know they come back with their uh, with their sports update or whatever, and by the time it's all over, I think Hank is on for like ten minutes an hour. Right. And I'm sitting there. And thinking, you know something? It's not good for his health either because look, you know, he's always doing a show at Schuler's or some outside place where there's food around. Look at all the extra eating time it gives him while, uh, you know, he's not talking. Absolutely. I mean, I'll, not I'll good. tell you what, I want to listen. I just can't uh, put up with that kind of format. And yeah. that's, you know, that's one listener right here that tunes out every, every, well, uh, you know, you most know, of the time. Tom Jicka will probably tell you just saying that to agree with me, but I think the audience does agree that the format and the, the drive times in his station makes it almost unlistenable. And can you imagine trying to call into that show? That's why he doesn't get that many calls, because nobody wants to hold on for 35, 40 minutes just to get on with Hank. Anyway, thank you very much, Neil. And have a great day. Bye.
He doesn't get a lot of calls. Hank gets more calls than all the rest of us put together. Of course, they're all from a direct line from GA. Well, there's a lot of gamblers out there. There's a lot of chronic gamblers who can't stay up at night that late to wait till Eddie comes on. 567 0560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. It's the gangster teams, baby. That's what sports is turning into. Gangster teams. Got a gangster we didn't like. A big black gangster. Our big black gangster. We like him. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, the FCC regulates TV and radio. Is that a statement or a question? I'm asking you a question. Yes. Because I watched Scared Straight, and they were asking, they said like 20 F words in the, the two hours conversation. They said the S words, right. the T word, I don't well, know that's how. That's because it's a documentary, see? So in other words, they make exceptions. Whenever it's convenient for them, they make an exception. So, so change Wait, the title it's... of your show to a documentary. Okay. Thank you, was... sir, and F you Thank too. Okay, well, F everybody, okay, because it's now the Neil Rogers documentary show. Oh! So F you guys. Yeah, no, they always do that. If it's on public television, then all of a sudden they can say whatever they want, just like National Geographic, which a lot of guys used to watch that just to see those African naked women, you know. Naked breasts are okay if it's a National Geographic documentary if it's on public television. Why do you think they call it public television? But if it's on a network show, then uh, we're going to yank your license or we're going to yank something. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. You want you mark my words. There'll be nobody uh, saying anything about what I said about that Michael Russo thing or about any of that. We don't have any Panther fans, any hockey fans in this town. Well, we have are a lot of very silly, silly people that go running over there waiting for them to sling a bunch of free crap up in the crowd, and then they go, "Oh, look at this! I got a T-shirt, yeah." And now what? What are you going to do with it? Got a T-shirt for free. Like all of a sudden, life is worth living because you got some piece of turd for free. See, this, this is a town where they can pull anything over on the public that they want. That's the best part. I mean, are these people discriminating? No. Demanding? No. Do they want? They don't care. Nice going, Wayne. That's the only reason you're still here, Baldy, is because you're here in this town. Judge Judy, you know she's tough. Hey, if I want any more lip out of you, mister, I'll scrape it off my gavel when I smack you in the mouth. You know she's homespun. Look, don't pee on my leg and tell me you're straight. But now, Judge Judy is taking it to the limit in an all-new primetime special, Death Row Judge Judy. Tonight on Fox, the Attorney General of the great state of Texas is allowing death row inmates to have their final appeals heard on TV before... Death Row Judge Judy. Guilty as charged. Do I look like a discount fertilizer dealer to you? You must be crazy if you think I'm going to buy that load of crap. I sentence you to death by the electric chair you're sitting in now. Any last words before I light you up on national TV? Can I get a cigarette anyway? No, you'll be smoking soon enough. Rusty, throw the switch! That's justice. Death Row Judge Judy style. Tonight on Fox. See, this is a whole new genre of uh, programs we have on radio and TV is women who hate men and the women who, uh, you know, those are the people who listen and watch. Other women who hate men. That's why they watch Judge Judy. That's why they listen to Dr. Laura. Because she not only hates men, but belittles them and puts them down and makes them feel insignificant and like a piece of turd. And the women out there are going, they're going, oh! yeah, they're a little slow, but they're still. Here's a Coconut Creek. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's up? How are you doing this morning? Okay. I got uh, some information for you. I know how you always wanted to know how uh, the Afro-American people. Reed Kordig died, by the way. KDKA Kordig and Company is dead. Yes, go ahead. Sure. You always want 
don't know how Afro-American people name their kids and why they name them like the way they do. Like Equitia. Exactly. I'm going to give you an example. A Puerto Rican Julio friend of mine told me this is why they do it. They use African tradition. For example, if the mother's name is Keisha and the father's name is Sean, they join the father's name and the mother's name, and that's how they get the name Keyshawn. So if you get the name Keyshawn and you get another name like Tyrone, you're going to get a whole crazy name after that. You understand? Keyshawn Roan, yeah. Exactly. So I thought you always want to know why they name their names like that uh-huh. and why they get all banged up. I thought it just came from stupidity. Well, that too. I mean, I, I think it's stupid, stupid also. But yeah. That, like if the mother's name is Keisha and the father's name is Sean, and that's how they get the name Keyshawn. Uh-huh. So... Thanks for the bad news. No problem. Okay. See, there you go. It'd be dumb. I mean, like Anthony. I mean, there there ain't nobody. That that's just stupidity, isn't it? I mean, you know, Anthony, Anthony, uh, huh? (laughs) I mean, we're talking pretty dumb, ain't we? Talking dumb? Yeah, we're talking dumb. Five six C is not supposed to say those things. Everybody just uh, slid, you know. They but in the meantime, you know, uh, behind the scenes, they're all ripping the crap out. Look at that, it's dumb, uh, you know. I don't want to say the word. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. People be making fun of you, okay, in those stupid names. But if you don't care, that's fine. That'd be fine, okay, if you don't mind that everybody is laughing their ass off that you got some stupid ass idiotic name that nobody ever heard of before. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Hey, listen. Um, watching. Uh, I, I'm a Fairly new uh, Panthers fan, well, uh-huh. a hockey fan for that matter. And the uh, first time uh, I, I was surfing uh, for games, uh, ESPN, uh, I don't know, Saturday, Friday night, uh, Chicago and Detroit. Yeah. Did you watch okay. that game? No, why would I watch that? Of course not. Who would want to see that game? That was like like the Panthers used to be in the, under their uh, uh, claim to fame. But uh, now that I, you know... Well, what, like, what do you mean by that? What, what does that mean? You used to be in their... What, what are you saying, sir? What language would you be speaking? When the Panthers were good, uh, back in uh, two or three years ago. You mean when they got hot for two months? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's when I became a hockey fan. Yeah, and you I, jumped and, on and the bandwagon, right. And then I realized, oh, I've been a hockey fan since, but I've, I've, uh, I haven't seen hockey uh, that intense in, in a long time. Detroit and, uh, and Chicago? Yeah, that was a good game. You know what, uh, no, of course not. He's turning the radio up now to see if he's still on. You're on, sir. You're you're uh, you were on, but now you're off. Once you turn the radio up to see if you're still on, that tells me uh, the essence of your call. There's another South Florida hockey fan. This is the Detroit Blackhawk game. You know that real significant game. What is this, man? What are these people talking about? What is in their drinking water? Has Fidel got the woodpecker cr- cranked up again? Is he cranking that woodpecker? Yes. Man, either that or his wooden leg. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. This is good though. This is excellent. I love this because it 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 verifies what I've always said. I mean, you pick the topic and finding people here who can actually discuss it intelligently and articulately. It's not just a hockey thing or a Panthers thing. It's anything. All of these things. Just like the forest fire. I want to know how come people are out there at the uh, goddamn Alligator Alley says close to it as they can get, and they're watching the fires. Do these people need mental health? Yes. What what is with that? Maybe maybe they maybe they're masochists. Maybe they want to get as close as they can so they can inhale the 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 fumes and get their lungs filled up with that crap, with as many carcinogens as they possibly can. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello, Uncle Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. 
good. You know what? They ought to change that uh, intro, Sports Radio 560, to Dolphin Radio 560, because other than your show, that's basically all they talk about. Yeah. You know, during the time that they're well, how actually come they on. Talk, how come they weren't talking about the gangster coach this morning, then? I didn't hear too much about that. I heard Geldy sucking up and defending it, which he's the biggest suck hole that ever stepped on the face of this earth. Well, that's all they do is suck up so they can get good quotes from him and they can get interviews from the coaches. That's all they do around what a, here. What a joke. Anybody that none would defend re- this. None of, these reporters have, man. none of these reporters have any balls whatsoever. Yeah. You know, that's why they're Maybe that's back. that's why they talk like that. That's why they back the Murray brothers and, and you know, they back uh, Shula when he was doing bad moves. They back Johnson when he was doing bad stuff. But, you know, that's the... You know, that's the way it is down here, like you said, in a third-class... Bunch uh, of suck holes, yeah. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the reason I called. I don't know if you happen to see over the weekend, they had an article in the paper, in the Scum Sentinel, regarding... Uh, if you remember back a couple of months ago, there was a raid on a house, and they had the wrong house. Yeah, sure. They, they took the poor guy, and they put him in his wife's panties in order to take him to jail. Mm-hmm. She's, they're filing a lawsuit against the state. And, of right, course, he's the police... Panties? Yeah, of course, the police department as well. But they said in the article, if you can believe half of what you read down here, that their chances of winning are slim to none. Even though the search warrant was invalid, they had the wrong address, and, of course, they went on a confidential informant. So, you know, you always talk about how this is a Nazi state, unity, which it really is. Mm -hmm. You know, the police can basically bust in your house take away any sense of security that you have, and then turn around and get away with it by going, oh, we're sorry, we made a mistake. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I got, just to confirm some of the stuff that you talked about. Okay. So I love your show. I wish the, re- you know, the Beasley effing way is to, to have all spots radio, but fortunately you were able to stand up and, and get some of that moved out. Well, it takes a real man like me to do it. Have a great day, pal. All right, you too. Surrounded by a bunch of sports wusses is what I am. These are sport, the sports pussies. You've heard of the sports, babe? We got the sports pussies on this station. Oh, you want to run 30 spots an hour on a show? Okay, whatever you say. Just give me my check. Coach, get away from the ball, motherfucker. Car theft is on the rocks. In America, a car is stolen every 12 seconds. What can you do to protect your car? An expensive car alarm system won't protect your car from being stolen. The club won't protect the valuables inside your car. But a big black guy named Ben can. Get away from the car, motherfucker. For less than you'd pay for an expensive car alarm system, and even less than you'd pay for the club, you can get a big black guy named Ben to protect your automobile. Get away from the car, motherfucker. It's simple to use. Just leave the big black guy named Ben in your car whenever you get out, and he does the rest. Whenever anyone gets within six feet of your car, Ben simply gets out of the car and tells them. Get away from the car, motherfucker. Listen to these testimonials from people who use a big black guy named Ben. It's always nice to have someone to ride with, although he really doesn't say much, just... Get away from the car, motherfucker. That's about it. I didn't get a big black guy named Ben to chat with. I got him to protect my car. It's the best investment I've ever made. My neighborhood isn't that great. There have been a lot of car thefts. I can't tell you how many times I've heard... Get away from the car, motherfucker. Knowing that I've got a big black guy named Ben protecting my car lets me sleep better at night. Call now, 1-800-1-BIG-GUY. That's 1-800-1-B-I-G-G-U-I. And instead of hearing this, you'll hear this.
Get away from the car, motherfucker. Okay, it's 11.15 at 560 W. Roy! 2 a.m. We got Hank from Shula State 2 at 2 o'clock. That's right, the schedule's moved back to the original 2 o'clock because they don't want to pay us extra for the extra hour. We got Jim Mad Dog Mandage. All right. 6 to 9.30 and the Marlins Giants out on the West Coast. Any interest? No. Uh, yeah, you're right. Boy, they're really on a streak. They're on a roll. Sex might have been chased out of the New York Times, uh, New York's famous Times Square, but it was back with a vengeance Thursday just a few blocks away. The occasion was Erotica USA, a wholesale and retail uh, ex exposition of everything anyone ever needed for sex and, uh, moreover, held at a Manhattan Convention Center. Oh! How do you like that? Visitors could browse for bonded swings, punishingly tight latex clothing, erotic art, leather lingerie, fruit-flavored lubricants, or chocolate-shaped like body parts so graphic that eating them in public might be considered obscene. <laughs> oh. Excellent. A, st a studded high horse described as standard equipment for any dungeon sold for about 300 bucks, while a vibrating chair with an elaborate array of controls topped 1,600 bucks. The outspoken publisher of Screw Magazine, Al Goldstein, had strong words for the city's strict policies, but after groping to say something that could be printed, he said, this is a free country, we have a constitution, is what he said. And by the way, it is a free country, but don't waste my fax paper, Monica, because the fact is, this is your friend, by the way. Monica, what are you giving me, Monica Martinez, it's, she's your friend. Oh, my best friend. Well, I mean, she wouldn't be sending me the faxes uh, if she didn't think somebody hadn't told her that I would plug this on the air. For the second time, she faxes me three more pages. Here's more information on the Holistics and in, in, in Integrative uh, Health Conference, at which Dr. Atkins will be speaking. Any mention that Neil could make of it would be greatly appreciated. She's a fan of the show. Thanks and keep up the good work. Let me know what's happening, she says. Is there anything happening about this on this show? No. No. I mean, I'm all for the Atkins diet, even though I still weigh exactly the same today as I've weighed how many weeks now, how many years? I mean, to the ounce. 190 on my good scale and 200 on the honest scale at home. I mean exactly. I'm holding my own, baby, and the weight, too. Am I going to put this stuff on the air? Huh? And start plugging? No. What's the point? Am I going to have him as a guest on the show? No. Anybody out there want that? We've had him as a guest on the show. He's a great guy. I love Dr. Bob, but quite frankly, he's boring. There's nothing worse than you can do in radio than be boring, okay? In, in radio, TV, if you're going to be boring, then... Uh, <laughs> Crossing the line as far as I'm concerned. Like people that talk about the goddamn NFL draft too much. Boring, terminal, ponderous, unacceptable, garbage, swill. Here's, you get the message? Here's Davey. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you doing today? Okay. Great. Anyway, uh, as to your question as to wondering why all these rubberneckers are looking out uh, for all these things happening, the fires and the motor vehicle wrecks and things like that? Yeah. My gut tells me it's the same people that are reading all these supermarket tabloids. You know, the Inquirer, the Star, and all that. Uh huh. Just trying to peer into somebody else's private life. Mm hmm. That's what my gut tells me. In other words, they have no life. Isn't that what I said before? Exactly. I have no life. Right. To the point. Right. Right there. Just straight to the point on that one, Neil. Okay. God bless you, sir. I say put a tattoo on the foreheads of all the rubberneckers. I have no life. Just tattoo them right there on the forehead. Indelible. Permanent one. Big one. People that go out to, to the uh, goddamn Everglades to see a fire burning. Lunatics, maniacs, idiots, people. I'm going to tell you right now, seriously, those people need to be taken away. And it's easy to round them up. They're right there. They're right there. They're a captive audience. Just round them up and put them in a place where, a place called. I have no life. Place. Yeah. 
What else could you call it? It's just called the... I have no life. Please. For people uh, who are lifeless and useless and just taking up space that decent people with a life could be taken up. It's just like I've always said. The people with the big money are the wrong ones. The people with lots of money are the ones who don't know how to enjoy it, who have no, who are cheap, who are bastards, who are obnoxious. The rest of us who would know how to have a great time with it. Like if somebody wanted to dump like two million cash on the table right now, I, I would, would not utter another word. I don't feel compelled to do like one last show. I have nothing left to say. Goodbye. Good luck. See ya. Have a great life. It's been fine. It's been okay. It's been uh, fair, mediocre. That's all. I'm not demanding. Just like, you know, like these people yesterday, well, Gretzky, you know, the money, uh, he's not going to be missing any meals. And that hot blonde that he's married to, that Janet, who must have either bad eyesight or like the fact he's making all that money. Maybe he's got something that doesn't meet the eye, huh? Or maybe he just uses his nose. Old needle nose. Does anybody? No. Too worked up for a Monday. Just calm down. Take a deep breath. I think it's that Monica business. Never trust a bitch named Monica. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in Miami. Hello. Yes, ma'am. How are you doing? Okay. I have a comment for you. I work for Florida High Patrol, and I was going to let you know that we're not on the side of the road playing ourselves. We are enforcing the laws. Meaning what? What does that Meaning mean? Meaning what? You have comments about Florida High Patrol about how they just sit on the side of the road and play themselves, that they shouldn't be giving you tickets. I said that that's all, that's all you people do is write tickets. That's right. Traffic tickets. Speeding tickets mostly. Okay, and you don't think we should be out there writing tickets? Not unless somebody's driving dangerously. I don't think that's, uh, I don't want to spend my tax money for that. Well, obviously, people are driving dangerously. We're having bad accidents on the road, and people are getting killed all the time. In, in, other, words, in other words, the only people that are driving dangerously are the people that are going too fast? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, driving too fast, driving careless, driving uh-huh. like an idiot. How about the ones that are driving too slow? How many tickets do you give every year for those? Oh, quite a bit. They cause accidents the same as the people driving fast. Never heard of anybody that got a ticket for driving too slow, ever in my life. Well, I guess they haven't called you to tell them that they got the ticket. Then. Well, let's let's see if we get any calls. Okay, we'll okay. see. Okay, well, keep, uh, keep uh, whatever you're doing, okay? The FHP, Florida Highway Pigs, all they do is write tickets. That's all they do. You need some assistance? No, they can't be bothered with that. Yeah, now, remember years ago when we had uh, problems on I-95, remember that many years ago? When we had some scumbags that were, like, throwing bricks on cars and doing crap? They called in the FHP and said, hey, guess what? For a few days here, let's have you do something useful, like real police work. And they said, ah, okay, but, uh, you know, it's a little dangerous. She's very defensive, and, you know, I mean, uh, that's what they tell you to do. I'm not blaming you personally, sweetheart, unless you want to take it that way. That's okay with me. But that's what you guys do. You write tickets. It's just like the people with the, the speed traps, the same old crap like the decoy prostitute. This is police work in America. It's a waste of time. You know, did you see the thing on 60 Minutes last night, by the way, with Mike Wallace, that piece about the DNA? No. You didn't see that? That was a good piece. And, of course, the ACLU, which sometimes I agree, sometimes I disagree, sometimes they're just obnoxious. And in this case, obnoxious would be a compliment. I say that everybody should have their DNA taken at birth. What's wrong with that? And then one thing they didn't bring up in the segment, which I can't imagine why, oh, it's so intrusive. Well, how about taking your fingerprints? That's intrusive. Urine test. Right. How about, yeah, how about having a pee in a bottle? That's pretty goddamn it. You know, I mean, if they want to take a stool sample, now you get a little bit personal especially depending on how they want to take it, you know. But taking your DNA, and they had these women who were rape victims, and they pointed out that they, the one, the one uh, scumbag, he was in jail. I think he was getting ready to sign with the Dolphins. He was in jail, and they didn't even know it. He was in jail for something else, and uh, he was the rapist. 
And once they were able to take the DNA and get the evidence, they uh, they nailed his ass. But, of course, in the meantime, he had gone out and raped 15 other women in the uh, interim or whatever it was. I mean, when you went and then, then they had two guys. This is the best part. They had one guy who had been convicted of murder. He was out of jail already. And one other guy who attempted murder. And these guys were sitting there very indignantly. It was an invasion of their rights. Well, I hate to break the news to you, but even if you do the time, you're still the slime, okay? If you do the uh, serious crime like that, what kind of rights do these people expect to have, le have left? And they're uh, very indignant that they uh, don't want their DNA taken, okay? Because maybe it would show what real scumbags they really are. You know, maybe it would be, yeah. That was a good piece. I'm sorry you didn't see that. That was uh, almost worthwhile watching. And by the way, you know, I, I don't want to go into it. I saw a little bit of 2020 last night. Why is she on the air? Seriously. Sir, why is that woman on the air? Can anybody explain to me? Does she have naked pictures of the president of ABC? Does she have the inside information about that uh, that Nazi fest they have that used to be the David Brinkley show on Sunday morning? That, that's what that show has turned into, by the way. That's the, the Nazi hour. ABC News reveals their true feelings about life in America on the hour of fascism, 10, uh, 10.30 to 11.30 every uh, Sunday morning. It's a fascist hour. It's a Nazi fest. I'm surprised they don't have little swastikas on there, except for that floater Georgia step on top of us, who's, uh, right, you know, just goose-stepping in the line, whatever whatever he can make some money uh, writing a book about. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, one thing. I know you don't drive Palmetto much, but there's a big billboard for Sonny Hirsch in memory of. Oh, yeah? Yep. From the Hurricanes, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And also, Sandy Payton's off the air. Yes, I know that, sir. In fact, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Thank you very much. Sandy Payton is off the air, and Joan Fleischman writes in the Herald in her gossip column. In an email to fans, well, they couldn't have had to send too many of those out. Waxy 790 AM Operations Director Steve Brooks said, Sandy is taking a leave of absence to concentrate on her business. Payton 53 does media consulting, her lawyer Jeff Weiner says. As in, take me to your Weiner? Oh, God, what, what a joke. Like like anybody was listening to that bitch? Have a nice day. Not so incidentally, the dispute between Peyton and Helen Buckner, longtime companion of Channel 10 anchor Ann Bishop, is now resolved. What a coincidence. Buckner, 72, agreed to permanently withdraw a notice of protest she filed in Miami-Dade Circuit Court that suggested Peyton inherited nearly a million dollars by manipulating Bishop during her dying days. In turn, Peyton agreed to drop her lawsuit against Buckner that alleged Buckner was trying to strong-arm her into forking over money. Settled, says Buckner's lawyer, Lee Schillinger. Uh, word is that the, the will remained intact, and Sandy got her million dollars. So we'll be seeing you, lovely lady, because she's off with the cash. I would love to keep you all to myself. Blow it out your ass, Sandy. What a talent. Although she's tight with Cheryl, by the way. Two real Japs. 5670560. Oh, Have you ever noticed that, how the Japs stick together? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Did I ever tell you about somebody threw up on his wedding night? I'll tell that story a little later. Huh? Yeah, puked his guts out <laughs> on their wedding night. Lemon jello, orange jello, gas sex, X lax, you rule, you can lax, diamond tap, SNX, lower middle one, the Lashonda, day six, clarity for my gut, dexatrim, lanolin, fluorescentic, cavity, oval tea, dry on me, benzene, apochina, tisha, feldine, mind doll, chicklet, queen, and histamine, movie lips, recola, asper, gum, metal usual, cannibal, and barium. 
Mambo, Balamo, Shaka, Laka, Lana, King, Camel, Beneath, Derry, Eves, and Rose, King, Kaja, Kaja, Toba, Dome, Tussie, and Tylenol. What's with the things that they've been giving to the black kids? Do they think it's so Afro? Do the poor names at the drugstore? Euphora, Latoya, Pandora, Cream Morris. Send, send, buffer it, dead man, exaggerate, rope a dozen, yo, play, try a minute, fuselix, no dose, people, promo, self, a secret, style, motion, motrin, raising it, tag, a net, play, text, now connect, tic, tac, epic, act, night, on my lap, dust, these are calling, territory, psoriasis, and fever, dead, boria, night, will try a minute, fix and frill, by the dirt machine, then badge yourself, then the missing gonorrhea, neutrogena, and moesha, what's with the names that they be giving to the black kids? Do they think it's so Afro? Beautiful names at the drugstore. Yo, 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 yo. Why do they think it's black to give their kids those dumb names? With all the names that they'll find at the corner of Wall Street. It's 1133 at 560 WQM. Speaking of something fancy, by the way, I'm actually reading. Here's the worst part for your good friend, Monica, Monica Martinez. Well, you know, her name is Martinez, so George likes her. But at any rate, here's uh, the tip-off. I'm reading this press release about Dr. Atkins. Guess who's, who he's appearing with at this seminar, this in, uh, integrative health conference? Dr. Julian Whitaker, M.D., Okay. Now, the less I say about Dr. Julian Whitaker, I'm not going to say anything about him. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to because that would be bad. You know, and they'll get upset about it. He's also a keynote speaker at the conference. He's written five books and appeared on numerous national television and radio shows promoting nutritional medicine. He's a member of the American Medical Association and founder and president of the American Preventative Medical. He's also the publisher of the monthly newsletter Health and Healing. And believe me, you don't want that. You don't want it. Okay. Because I got sucked into subscribing to that some time ago. And it's another one of these deals where uh, just give us some money and every month we'll send you another mindless piece of idiotic crap. I also uh, bought his book on diabetes before I got the Dr. Bernstein book, the good one. And uh, basically he says uh, nothing. Oh, my God. Dr. Julian Whitaker. Are you? Oh, Jesus. Good God almighty. Thank God I didn't promote that thing. Thank God I had that sense, you know. Every now and then my sense is uh, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Next thing they'll be putting Bob Lincoln's name in those press releases, too. That should chase him away. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. The other day, the uh, City Link crap had that thing, the best Italian Fort Lauderdale restaurant. Yeah. Whatever. The best Italian, I think, is, uh, I know, is that one on uh, 84, uh, Anthony's Rome 84. That's the goods. Also, another way to stick it, uh, stick it to the uh, city is, uh, you know, the toll booths. You could throw uh, you could throw pennies in the uh, exact change thing, and the thing will count it up. Another way to uh, stick it to them. And in closing... Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Oh, speaking of Italian restaurants, I know I get some, even I can squeeze something good out of that call. I know it's hard to believe. Otomo Italiano or something, Otomo something, where um, Boston Market used to be out there by me on Sunrise Boulevard. 
It's uh, I don't know if it's open. I think it's even open. I don't know. It's uh, this sign is lit up. I drove by there last night going to my Publix. By the way, my Publix at the Sawgrass, they're the best. Oh! God, those people are great in there. I feel like a major celebrity in there. They treat me great. They're wonderful. But Otomo uh, Italiano, Otto, some some kind of an Italian, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody will call looking for a free plug and tell us what that place is out there on Sunrise Boulevard. Otomo uh, Antipasto, Otomo something. The ultimate uh, stuff. Right there. Too bad I can't eat my pasta anymore, you know. What are we going to have for lunch today? Are you actually burning incense? Yes. Stinks. See, That's I couldn't... I don't give a crap what it is. I couldn't smell your farts in here, thank God. But that I, I can smell. In. What? I was holding him in. Now I can let go. Now, where, where are we going to find the uh, marijuana incense? So we can start burning it in here one day. It'll start wafting through the vents all over the building, and they'll be running around going, Oh, my God. They're really smoking. I'll bring that in tomorrow. I'll roll it up in a paper. No, no, I'm serious. Yeah, man. There Trust must me. be a marijuana. I mean, I'll have to bring some back from Amsterdam one of these days. It'll smell just like it. Yeah, just like your... Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Also, we got uh, uh, what, what's the name of the illegal seafood, which I do believe opens tonight. It depending on which part of the story you believed was right in the paper the other day in the in the uh, Sawgrass legal seafood from Boston. Great, great place. Goes to show if you live long enough out there in West Broward, if they ever put the fires out, things are going to be great. Oh! Let's go out and watch some fires. Let's watch some grass burn, huh? Let's watch some brush fires. Here's Kendall. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Listen, let me uh, let me bring out some apparent inconsistency inconsistencies in your reasoning here. Maybe you can uh, you clarify. My reasoning one. of what? What is that? Well, let me let me tell you, and then you clarify it. I don't want to argue with you, but you say people who jump on the, the Panthers bandwagon three or four years ago when they won are, are bandwagon jumpers and so forth, and I agree with you there. Yeah. But as far as the Martins, you rip them for uh, following a sorry team like we have. But if they jump the bandwagon later, then they're bandwagon jumpers. Sir, the, it's not, not just a question of having a sorry team. Anybody can have a sorry team. But the fact is they were world championship team, and the owner went out and got rid of this, dismantled the whole team to try to hold the community up for a stadium. Everybody know Anybody with a small brain knows that. I agree with you, but I'm, I follow the Martins. I enjoy you them. Follow, you enjoy them? Did you enjoy the 17-3 game or the 7-2 game yesterday? Which game this weekend did you so, enjoy the most? So what are you trying to say, that nobody should follow the Martins? They shouldn't you, you can do whatever you want. Do I don't care. Okay. Yeah, but you're it's saying country. Uh, should they follow the Martins or not? No, let, sir, what word didn't you understand? You want to follow, follow them the over the edge of a cliff? If you have nothing else going on in your life and you want to uh, get involved with the Florida Marlins with a Class A baseball team, be my guest, sir. Uh, they're three and nine, just like the Orioles. They're three and nine, but they're not three and nine because they were a bad team. They were made into a bad team by a greedy, miserable SOB owner, and now he can say, "Well, you know, uh, John Henry owns them now. Big deal." But evidently, sir, I must be in the big, vast majority. Not that that makes me right, you understand, but I must be in the majority for once on this one because nobody cares about the Marlins. They're not drawing flies, and John Henry's going to lose a lot more than $10 million this year. He's going to lose his big rectums, what he's going to lose. But if you, you know, it's a free country. If that cranks your chain, if you enjoy following that, if you enjoy being a masochist and having somebody slap you in the face and sell away the whole team, fine, be my guest. Thank God he didn't want to argue about it. Nothing worse than arguing with people about stuff, you know? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Have we heard from anybody yet? Ever got a ticket for going too slow? No. Uh, that FHP bitch that called before? Anybody out there like the FHP? No. 
21 till. Oh, that stuff smells like crap, man. It smells like, and did we get lunch here straightened out yet or what? What lunch? My omelet. The bacon and cheese omelet I'm still waiting for from last week. Where the hell are we going to get that? I don't know. You said the diner. Then we have, what's Joe Costello doing? He's not doing anything. Do we have anybody around that will go run? It's right across the street. I'll even buy them lunch. I'm paying for it. How the hell can you turn that down? I'm buying for once in my life. In fact, just tell them, uh, start a tab. Tell them Rimmer will pay for it someday. <laughs> That's a good-looking guy. Up my lubricated poop shoes. Rectum. Give me an erection. Okay. Nail me to the wall. E-R-E-C-T-I-O-N. Oh. I want to drink your balls. I want to love and wally on you and to shoot your Uzi. And then I'll give it a blow. In the morning it gets as big as this. Seem to be a little bit of a problem getting this uh, bacon and cheese omelet. Is that complicated? Is it? Is it a little bit? Okay, George is no. Have a little bit of problem. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm paying for it. I'm buying for once in my life. I'm paying for my own lunch, and he still seems to be having a little bit of a difficulty on there. Like bacon? Do they know what that is? Like from a pig? From a kosher pig? Yeah, make sure it's from a kosher pig. By the way, tell him it's a fat old Jew that's eating it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Speaking of fat old Jew, Hank Goldberg will be here from Shoulder Steak two at two o'clock. We got Jim Mandich, who's a yeah. real goy. He'll be here six to nine thirty. And then the Marlins. This guy that called before, he wants to follow the Marlins. Thank God for him. There's one. All our salespeople. I hope you were listening. There's a the guy that likes the Marlins, a Julio no less. So go out there and sell some spots for two or three bucks. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, Neil. It's amazing to me how something so beautiful and so destructive can be so powerful, or whatever it was that bitch said. Didn't you see that? It was I, unbelievable. I almost fell off my chair. I, don't I wouldn't let her in my neighborhood, I'll tell you that. I wouldn't give her no matches to play with. Fire starter. Hey, Neil, I got a... See, I don't know if I should be telling you this, but I'm going to tell you anyways. This is a very, very... Uh, yes? I mean, this is a spy report on Dr. Mark. And I, I promised I wouldn't reveal my sources, and I also promised my sources I'd be a little bleak as, you know, kind of protect... The whereabouts of where this information came from. Uh-huh. All I gotta say is this: Dr. Mark rollerblading on South Beach in nothing but a speedo, all oiled up. I. Oh, God! Dr. Mark bathing on South Beach in a speedo enough to make me puke. Oh, here you go. Thank you so much, Tommy. Tommy's going over there to and don't even want any lunch. Of course, he don't want to like put any weight on because if he does that, that'll slow him down a little bit. Now, if you notice, he comes in on rollerblades now in the morning because he wants to uh, move as fast as he can. Not that he wants to take any evasive action in this place, but there are some people chasing him around the hallways. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the 18th. If you just change your hair color, I'm telling you, peacocks of a feather. Can you believe that? Dr. Mark in a Speedo on Miami Beach. All I can say is <laughs> cancel lunch. 
Here's a mobile in Lake Worth. Hello. Get, get some patchouli oil. Hello. Hello. Mobile in Lake hey, Worth. Yes, sir. Hey, get some patchouli oil. That smells like weed. Yeah. Right? Whatever you say. What is it? What is he talking about? Patchouli oil. What is that? It's a uh, oil, smelly oil. It doesn't smell like weed. I got news for her. I don't want to smell anything because I'm smelling that horrible incense that you're burning in here, and it smells like pure, unadulterated. <laughs> yeah. Like all that stuff it's smells out like. Huh? It's out already. But it's still, that isn't going to make any difference. It's going to linger on. It's like saying, well, the fart is already out of my rectum, but, you know, the aroma, me, it, it lingers on. No, I'm, I doubt it. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'll take your word for it. Pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. I want your opinion. I'm listening. Okay. The fallen person is he a pedophile or not? Okay. A six-year-old man who takes a bath with his seven-year-old adopted daughter regularly. Yeah. Is he a pedophile? Yes. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty on the AT and T. WQAM. Hello. QAM, yes. Hello? Yes. Hello? Hey, where can you buy that uh, that marijuana uh, uh, stuff? Where can you buy the marijuana? Right here in this part of town, sir. We've got a lot of Jamaicans. Yeah, I'm on. George will give you the phone numbers and the addresses and uh, the spots all up and down 441. No problem. We're going to be selling weed right here on the air. We're going to be auctioning it off real cheap tomorrow, by the way, between 10 and 2. Good stuff. Not the stuff from around here. I mean some real good stuff that uh, some of our connections brought back from Amsterdam. WQAM. WQAM, hello. Yo. Yes, sir. Yeah, hi, I'd like to speak to Neil. Speaking. Hello. Yes, George is trying to put the flames out in the other room. Go ahead. I see. How are you? Great. Great, great, great. And, hey, Neil. And, yes? Okay. Hey, hold, hold on a second. Neil? Yes? You're there? Great, what, What's great. the problem, sir? Are you listening to yourself on the radio? No, no I'm Are you waiting for somebody to get their finger out of your... Rectum. What seems to be the problem? You have a look. Hey. You're like, what are the... See, isn't that great? That's good. Like, that was going to get on the ear, and he got hammed and hawed and diddled and deedled around, and it still didn't get on the ear. How do you like that? Well, you know, the more they stall. Oh, is that what it was? The stall routine. That's what does it. Okay. Neil. Neil, the more they say, Neil, that's what gets it on the ear. Here's North Miami. Hello. North Miami. Oh, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. You know what they should do with all sports? They abolish all sports. Yeah. Okay, that's it, Neil. This man man waited 19 minutes and 36 seconds to say that. To say they should... Well, uh, yeah, you know what they should should abolish all sports. No, sir, I think what they ought to do is abolish people like you is what they ought to... They ought to make it illegal to be like you. Whatever you are, that's what they ought to make it illegal to be like. Somebody that would waste 19 minutes and 36 seconds of your marginal existence to tell me something so idiotic and ridiculous and good point, by the way, sir. 5670560, oh, the gangster fish. That's what we got here, baby. The dolphins are the gangster fish. Because Jimmy never met a gangster he didn't like. You're a disgrace, Jimmy. You're a disgrace and embarrassment to those of us with a brain, which, of course, leaves most of the sports nerds out. And those who pander to them, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line, looking for people who like the Florida Highway Patrol. Here's Miami. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, I was just watching Channel Six. 
Mm-hmm. And they were just showing the latest coverage over there by the five people are now bringing out their goddamn kids, putting them on their shoulder, their younger kids. Their kids are sitting there hacking and hawing. Uh, people are bringing out their lounge They're filling their, their kids' lungs up with all that crap, all that soot. You know, it rained a little bit yesterday. I don't know about where you are. It rained uh, for about a half an hour yesterday. Oh, it was, uh, or it was no, Saturday, Saturday, not yesterday. And right. there was all this soot on my patio, all this right. soot that had washed off the roof. Now, I'm several miles. I mean, I'm pretty far west, but I'm still several miles, thank God, from where the fires are. And there's all this soot in the air. I mean, if you walked out of your house on Saturday in most of South Florida, your lungs were filling with all this crap, and people are taking their kids as close as they can to this yeah, goddamn blazing inferno out there so they can fill their lungs with this crap. They're bringing their goddamn lounge chairs and their beer coolers and whatever the hell else they got in there. They're having a fire party, baby. These are the same jackasses that came down to South Dade while we were trying to dig out. Exactly. These are the same assholes. And I hope that fire jumps over and burns, uh, even though I don't wish someone to get killed. No, no, go ahead. Go right ahead. These are these assholes killed into a goddamn crisp. Right. And um, we can have a roast some goddamn marshmallows on their bar- bodies. Okay, we'll send Larry King over the marshmallows. Okay, uh, just calm down. People bring in their lawn chairs and their little kids. It's a sporting event now. Probably more exciting than most of the Panther games, but nevertheless, it's fire watching. Let's go watch the fires burn up the Everglades. Let's go smell that smoke. Huh? <laughs> we're talking about crazy people baby we're talking about certifiably crazy people and the media is reporting on this like hey isn't this great I bet you some of these people are actually sacrificing their uh, time and their space they probably have assigned spots that they've you know gotten over the years at the airport on a perimeter road you know, you know the ones I'm talking about they sit out there waiting for a plane crash and they would never admit that. They, you know, just like the people that like auto racing, like Joe Costello, they never admit they go to that stuff to see cars crash. Oh no, everybody wants to go see, you know, round and round. They're waiting for the big crash. I mean, you know, it's kind of fascinating if you're sitting in a plane waiting to take off on a runway and another plane comes in like a big 747. It's kind of interesting to watch it come in and land and, you know, huh? But I don't, I don't think I would drive out to the airport on Perimeter Road to sit there for several hours and pack a box lunch and two or three six-packs of beer. You know what I'm saying? And watching all the planes. Oh, here comes another one. And here's another one. Yeah. Any of them crash yet? No. Ah, damn it. So those people are sacrificing their uh, spaces that they've, they've probably had those for years. But this doesn't come that often. You know, you can watch a plane come in like one right after the other anytime you want. But watching a fire burn in the Everglades, big, massive fires like these, this don't come along every day, thank God. Who's that? Now, what, now what, what, what is with him, okay? This self, self-aggrandizing fat Jew. What does he want? Hello? Yeah, i got to lower my, my radio, okay? You what? Yeah, turn your radio off, mister. Oh, he doesn't want me to talk about the porno? What are you talking about? Okay. He doesn't know he's on. Uh, you're on the air. I'm on. I'm what, sorry. I, I'm in my underwear. You're as dumb as hey. the callers, Al. What's wrong with you? Eat your heart out. I lost four. I'm, I went from 307 to 293. Eat your heart out, fatso. You went from what? I went from 307 to 293. What did you do? Take a good crap or no, something? No, because I'm well, what kind of a What kind of a weight loss is that? I no, thought you were going to say... I'm doing you. I'm doing that. I'm doing actions. A lot of protein. I'm afraid I'll have to take my insulin in my arm. I'm frightened. Oh, good. 
That, no, that, no, that, that's called to scare the crap out of you, Doc. Right, that's the only yeah, one that works. I'm frightened. But listen, I've been show, trying to scare you for years. It doesn't do any good. It didn't matter. I didn't care. I, I didn't even know I had a penis. It didn't matter. Yeah. I didn't care. But the show was wonderful. You know, you know, I, I was yelling at, with a microphone. Uh, I was yelling, it's okay for Giuliani to shoot a black guy 41 times. Right. He can't go to a topless club and look at boobs. Right. That's right. I mean, that's the problem. I don't want to take any time. I am a self-aggrandizing big fat Jew who one day will be skinnier than you, who will lord it over you, yeah. who will take your boy to well, you keep Well, if you keep smoking all that weed in Amsterdam, you're never going to lose any weight. That's the problem. I, I will be there the 28th. Oh, and by, the, by the time you get there, by the way, we'll have all your drugs cleaned out of there. We'll have nice, <laughs> it'll, There won't be a thing left in the place. The VCR, John's obsessed with your VCR. There won't be anything. It'll be nice and clean for you. I know. Listen, Neil. I, you know, I don't want. To, I know I'm a fat you. I just want to tell you, you're still. I know you hate compliments. You're the best radio guy in the world, and I love you. And I will. I will perform fellatio on you. You're right about the first part. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Neil, thank you. If you want information on the porno thing, have George call me. I'm available. I want information on that apartment you were going to get me an answer. It's yours. It's yours. How big is it? It's bigger than your joint. Uh, yeah, right. How, got, no, seriously. Okay, okay it's got it's a small bedroom, but it's comfortable, and a living room, and it, the important thing is it's got a view, it's bright, yeah. and it's one block from the marijuana and hemp museum. It's three blocks from Grease Alley. It you is mean from, wonderful. From, from the, you mean from the Rue de Vaseline? Yes, right. that's right. Uh, and how, how, much, it, how much I is it? How much is it? Well, I pay eight hundred dollars. I pay you sixteen hundred gilder a month. Yeah. But my landlord said he had a place for you. You never called him. Rose gave me the information. Because well, I'm not moving there yet. So not... come, you'll meet my landlord. You'll see what I got for eight hundred dollars. You're, you know, you're rich. A million two. You'll get a four or five thousand dollar a month place. Yeah. Because you're a rich Jew. And you're paying half of it. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't want to take your time. I don't want to hog it. Love you. You're great. If you want information on the porno show, we loved it. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. See ya. Was that was that oil Goldstein? Oh God, he's a legend in his own mind. It's eleven fifty-seven at five sixty QM. No. If your daughter's so perfect, why'd she marry such a putt? Father-in-law, you think you're better than me. But I don't eat in cafeterias, and I have cable TV. Always wearing black shoes with Bermuda shorts. You complain about sciatica, you won't drive an import. Too much swearing in the movies, too many songs at the beach. Everyone except Reagan should have been in peace. Father-in-law, you like driving big cars. And you hate any music that has a guitar. Father-in-law, you tell me I am a creep. But I ain't clipping coupons every day of the week. I'm nothing like you. Don't go to the dog track. I don't drink hot coffee when I eat a Big Mac. Your daughter's my wife. I will not destroy her. You're just going to have to get over it. You need to marry a lawyer. 1203 and 560 WQM on a highly rated on the award-winning uh, whatever this show is. We got uh, two, uh, four, five, six, seven open lines. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty pound five, sixty on the mobile one line. Seriously, I, I feel like I'm on speed today. Maybe it was turning on the radio this morning, coming to work and hearing. Yeah. 
that sound, huh? Oh, seriously, I'm trying to keep up with Geldy. Maybe we can uh, suck that helium today or something. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How's it going, eh? Great. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I promised you a clip of Joe Bowen. Yeah, where is it? Oh, this. hang on a second. What line is this guy? Hang on a minute. Was he on six? Is this you? Hello? Hello? What's going on here? What just happened there? Where was he? Six. Are you there? Hello? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, we had a problem on that phone line. We had that awful echo in there. Um, it's like 50 seconds long if you want to hear it right now. Am I going to be able to hear it? Uh, I should be. Okay. Mike Johnson is circled back to the lead blue line. Enthusiasm there, Joe. Well, what? No, wait a minute. What is that? Greg Reed is in there with a sour look on his face. I don't want to see your ass. Okay, what is this man doing? He's taking his pants down. Thank you, sir. God bless you. I don't want to see your ass. What was that from? That's nothing new. He's been showing his ass in this place for years, is what they tell me. He's. I told you he's got a cracked coxus. You didn't believe me the other day. He cracked his coxus. Huh? And then he hired back Don Coxes for the weekends on power afterwards. Maniac. I've never worked. I've been in a business a hundred years. I have never in my life worked in a place before where the boss came in and took his pants down in the middle of my show. Am I right? Didn't he just take his pants down? Didn't Disney moon you all the time? Jesus Christ, he's got a purple rectum. Wow. What can you say about that? Yeah. yeah, that's what you can say about that. Jesus Christ. My hand of the sky, as sure as I'm sitting on my fat ass on this chair, Greg Reed just walked on in here and bared his rectum for the whole all of us to see. And it wasn't a pretty sight either, I'll tell you that. There are two panes of glass in between you and that. Yeah, oh, that's right. You were up close and personal to see that purple rectum. Too glad I burned that incense. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about that part. WQAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Great. Listen to me. The most hideous, horrendous sight that I saw at the game Saturday night. Yes. How come I'm not getting any spy reports on the game? I wasn't there at the game. Listen to me. Yes. Grosser than seeing Ron Jeremy naked. Yeah. These morons put up this big banner. Hey, Chris, good luck. We'll miss you, my brother. Oh, God. Puke-inducing. Oh, I was like, you got to be kidding me. But if you could have heard the radio thing, Randy Moeller and Gildy sucking his butt oh. those last four or five minutes. I mean, the, the whole last part of the broadcast, that's the only part I heard. I was in the car, and I'm going to tell you, I have never heard such suction in my life. It was unbelievable. You know, the 
sign goes up, I see the name Chris. I go, are they talking about Chris Wells? Then I see the thing at the bottom, my brother. I want, yeah. oh, my God, it's for the moron. Although I had a spy report that after the game, I guess they brought him out for a ceremony to wish him well and thank him and yada, yada. And they announced his name, and it was like uh, a sitting ovation with no uh, nothing. Nothing happened. Nice. I also like the fact that the Sun Sentinel writes how the Panthers close with a, f with a flurry. Come on. Yeah, they, they win three games in a row for the first time all year long right. uh, when it means absolutely nothing, especially right. against the Tampa Bay, which they won 10 points of their 78 against the worst team in the league. I mean, uh, well, what does it mean? It means well, what does that mean? It missed a B player that night also. It's 3-1. to one. You know, it's 3 nothing and 3-1, a boarding penalty on Mr. Warren. Yeah, right about that. Yes, another stupid three, penalty. Two, you know, yeah. so a real smart play. But you're too. leaving out the big goal he got, eh? <laughs> even out that big goal in the totally meaningless game. These people are obsessed with that guy. I have no idea what it is. He must have naked pictures of about 80% of the people that come in that arena. A naked picture of. And he must have a naked picture of Michael Russo, who gives him a B, who puts him on the same level. See, I can understand. Pavel Bury, if you're setting a standard, Pavel Bury is the only superstar. You give him an A, if that's what Michael Russo means. Yeah. But then the level below that, okay, Whitney and uh, and Sean Burke and, and, uh, and uh, Mark Parrish, that's fine. That's the level below the superstar. But to put Peter Warrell on that level with those guys is enough to make me vomit. Uh, you skate better than him. I'm exactly. It's embarrassing. God bless uh, I'm you, of, I'm out of material. Okay. My brother. Oof. Where's that lunch, by the way? Time to get lost? Or maybe he got uh, interrupted in the hallway. 5670. Oh, he got intercepted. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Did Al Goldstein call today or did I just dream that? I had a dream that Al Goldstein was going to call the show today and say he took a good dump and lost like uh, two or three ounces. I mean, the way he started out bragging there, he went from, what, 307 to 299 and a half or something like that? What's the big deal with that? Somebody that weighs 307, they could lose that much in their sleep, just, uh, you know, with bad bladder control. Christy Hoover, out the moon, man. Long and tank, found out his power. Back when I was 14, I stood in the bathroom, hunched over the bathroom sink. My mama barged in. I wish I'd been somewhere else. She said, You're gonna go blind if you keep touching yourself. You keep touching your cell. Join his flock and praise I don't know 
is touching my cell. Twelve fifteen at five sixty QM. You know this is very good, but it is very good. But you know the cheese? No, it is great. For just a second, I thought the cheese was like Velveeta. Remember Tom Velveeta? Well, no, it's it's not though. It's uh. I was a geek. Yeah, I know. It's delicious. From the uh, stadium, uh, what is it? Stadium diner. Yes. Oh, thanks, Tommy. See, I'm doing the Atkins because I'm inspired by my good friend Al Goldstein. Of course, I've been doing the Atkins for what? Day after day, week after week after. Am I losing any weight? No. But I'm holding my own, baby. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Getting tremendous response here on that big game Saturday night on Michael Russo's column in the paper, on Tom Jicka's column, and everything else. All of these things. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. There's a Fort Lauderdale firefighter, and I'd like to say something if I could, uh, you know, this is some serious stuff we're dealing with out here. Right. And for all your listeners, I would encourage them, if they're going to come out here, to at least, uh, you know, bring some marshmallows and the hot dogs or something, okay? Thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. See, I'm I'm telling you, the market, the Dow is up. Let me take a look. It's way up. 200 and, uh, 236. NASDAQ's down 21. But the Dow is up 237. So when I get out of here today, I'm going home and selling a lot of stock. I am. Anything I can make a profit on, I'm taking the money and, uh, gonna salt it away. Cause the last half of this year, especially the last three or four months, the Y2K thing, if you don't, if you don't believe me that people are gonna go off the deep end, especially after those two hysteria movies come out this summer, then uh, you just don't get it. All you got to do is take a look at these assholes going out there with their families, with their little kids, with their lawn chairs, with their uh, with their coors, with their beer and weenies, to watch the Everglades burn. To realize that people are just as dumb as I tell you that most of them always are. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. We got about three four hundred open lines here today. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Yes. Oh, great. Um. First of all, I hate your show. Second of all, I'd like to know, what is your instinct? Okay, let's go to a plantation. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. How you doing, sir? Okay. Just want to thank you. thought I was doing good until lunch ago showed up. My lunch is great. Well, you You're the last call on the board. You know how those pricks are out there. You're it. Well, I just want to thank you all year round for uh, getting me through the day at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's my birthday. I'm going to go out and do a little celebrating. i got a couple of people I like to call douchebags. Uh, I don't know why I played that. I really don't. Richie S. I didn't hear what he said, so just in case. 56705, oh, right in the middle of my lunch, too. The one time I'd like to have some people on here now so I can eat my lunch and let them have, say their piece. You know what I'm saying? They don't do that. They don't. They never operate like in a concert with me. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing ying and they're doing yang. They're doing each other. Another spastic Monday here in the Magic City. You're so predictable, folks. Every single Monday, every day. Unless we were giving stuff away, then their lives wouldn't be nearly as busy as they are when we're not giving crap away. Damn good lunch today, by the way. Nice omelet. No potatoes, no stuff. You know, why do they have to do that, by the way? 
Why is it every time you go into a diner or into a Denny's or someplace like that, they got to give you toast and those uh, home fries? Although I do like home fries, I can't eat them. It wasn't easy getting you that just by itself. I wouldn't have eaten that crap anyway. They went through the whole potato menu. Oh, can we put some home fries on there? No. Hash browns? No. No. Fries? No. 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 Uh Uh-uh. Bread? No. No. And they did it just there. Thank you, Stadium Diner, by the way. Even though I paid for it, I think I may be having a scar quite often. So tell Tommy. Here's a mobile in Key West. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Yes, sir. Great. I just wanted to call you. I didn't get a chance to talk to you last week about the famous restaurant. Yeah. I I grew up in southwest Miami, and we used to go to the famous all the time. And I really loved the place. I also loved the the other place that was down the road from there, and I think it was more on uh, Collins, which was uh, the governor. Never heard of that. Uh, I think that's what the name of it was. But, uh, man, they had the greatest the greatest desserts in that place, like, to die for. But anyway, I remember the famous... It was a dynamite place, and I just wanted to pass that along. Best to you. restaurant that ever was in this town. It definitely was, and they had the best dill pickles that I I could ever die for. Right. Okay. Out of material. God bless you, sir. All right, Neil. No, I would never eat the governor. Not this one. Oh, and by the way, speaking of this one, you notice as time is going on, and not really all that much time, just a couple of months. We got. I mean, the the hour of fascism has arrived, and it's not just Sunday morning at ten thirty on ABC. More and more, this governor is showing his true colors and the fact that he's owned lock, stock, and barrel by the fanatical religious right with his goddamn school vouchers and with his opposition to any and all forms of gambling as much as he can muscle it out and all the other, all of these things. All these naive people who thought, oh yeah, booch, booch, yeah, booch this. And Ken Jenny, by the way, our Broward Sheriff, he's right there on his behind. Another fascist in drag. He's doing his best to outdo Rudy Giuliani, this uh, Ken Jenny. So I'll tell you one thing. If you're in Broward, even inside with the doors closed and the windows closed, don't even think about touching it, even when you're taking a leak, okay? I'm telling you that right now. If you want to be on a safe side, here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Has anybody mentioned to you the Michael Moore show from last night? No. Um, the awful truth. Do you know who Michael Moore is? No. The guy He's what? They, he, he he used to have a show called TV Nation on NBC. Oh yeah, right, right. I know who that is. He's got a new show on on Bravo uh, called The Awful Truth. Uh, last weekend, he had he hired a, a truckload of fake uh, Puritans, people dressed up like Puritans, right, and showed up at Ken Starr's house uh, in the morning when the guy was leaving his house. All right. It was hysterical. And this week, last night, he had this... What a uh, contrast to Larry King licking Ken Starr's ass for a half an hour the other night. Well, Michael Moore rips the, the rich, the hypocrites, the right wing. He rips them a new one every chance he gets. Yeah. Last night, uh, he, he called uh, gay rights the last uh, frontier of civil rights in this country and felt that he had to get involved. So he got this big pink Winnebago and loaded it up with gay people and set out to go to every in the union where they had anti-sodomy laws yeah. and basically uh, break every one of them uh, on camera for his report. He went and saw that that lunatic Phelps down in Topeka, Kansas. Fred Phelps, yeah. And then he's sitting there interviewing him, and the guy's just a maniac and a looney tune, mm-hmm. and then up drives this pink, big pink Winnebago, and uh, they start rocking it back and forth and just kind of like publicly uh, breaking the sodomy laws. They showed up at... Fred probably uh, want to jump on and uh, hop in and join in. And they showed up at Trent Lott's 
house mm-hmm. uh, uh, one morning. Uh, not that not that Trent is gay or anything. Oh no, just a cheerleader from, right. from Old Miss. Uh, just anyway, like dusting was, off the old pom poms to keep in shape. It was a hoot, and I think you would enjoy it. Uh, you might check it out sometime. It's on Bravo. It's on Bravo Sunday nights at nine. It's called The Awful Truth. Okay, thank you, sir. All right, take See care. You. Sorry to be eating with my uh, mouth full of food. Am I sorry to be? Eating? No, no, not really. Because I can do it more delicately than some others, so I was told the other day. Although it's not that easy to eat an omelet and talk at the same time, you notice? Am I apologizing? No. I love it. Good omelet. Thank you so much. Let me say it again. See, I figure if I keep sucking around, then maybe I'll... 5670560. No, it's it's inexpensive. I can handle the 5 or 6 bucks, whatever it was, and then the $10 tip for Tommy. Where are we going? How come I... It must be my... Oh, mobile in Tampa. No wonder I was resisting. Hello? Yo. Yes, sir. You? Yeah. Yo, this is Jerome. Yeah. And? So what's your infatuation with men's anuses? Oh, brother. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Good call, Jerome. Call us again next year. As soon as you get your finger out of your... Rectum. Here's Miami. Hello. You have a dirty mouth. See what I'm saying? It's Monday. Good calls. Guys that are waiting, uh, you know, several minutes for this crap. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in uh, Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. Hi. Um, I just wondered, uh, in today's um, Herald, did you see where um, Ann Bishop left Sandy Payton? Yes, I did, ma'am. I already touched on that, and uh, have a nice day. They're a little bit slow today, okay? They're a little bit slow. Talked about that before. Didn't have any comment when I was talking about it, but guess what? Have a nice day. Right. Lovely lady. Oh, God. The Sandy Payton people. The old, the desperate. Wasn't enough that we had a call from Irvin Schindler last week. That wasn't bad enough. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. The Sandy Payton show is off the air on Waxy. Does anybody care? No. Was anybody listening? No. I mean, that's like saying Warren Chappelle Marty's off of Waxy, too. Does anybody care about that? No. Besides Greg Reed with his purple rectum? Comes in here and flashes a, the honest-to-God truth flashes us. Yeah. Most, right before my lunch, no less. Thank God it wasn't after lunch. Seriously, I, I call that sexual uh, harassment. Sure was purple. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, Sexual harassment. Harassment. Harassment a lot to me. 1226 at 560 WQAM as we continue talking to the uh, literate and illiterate, the Illuminati, the uh, Cognoscenti. Hey, baby, I'm going to use you as a sex toy. Online has become my home. Yes. There is so much stuff I must own. A Starsky and Hutch lunch files. And a signed picture of Wally Cox. Oh, I'm spending too much time on eBay. This is how I spend my day. Oh, I'm just spending too much time on eBay. Bidding time. I've been awake for days now. Don't care how high it goes, cause I have one thing to live for, got to get that Kung Fu Grip G.I. Joe, yeah, I'm spending.
spending too much time on EV. My paycheck just flies away. Ooh, yeah, I'm spending too much time on EV. Bidding time. Call 32 at 560 WQM. By the way, did I mention yet today that the uh, Brick and Sud Show on WYNZ 940, Stupid Talk on Queer Channel, is slowly but surely catching up with uh, the worst team? Did I mention that yet? No. Okay, I mentioned it. And the full book comes out on April 30th, which I'll be on vacation. But it will be sitting here, a big pile, so I'm told by our program director, by a pussy galore this morning. So in just a matter, not too many days, we'll be going to be getting that, that winter book coming out. And I wouldn't be surprised at all, those young demographics that Tom Jicka was writing about, <laughs> huh? those big numbers that he was talking about, they're clamoring. That was the word. They're clamoring to get on because of the youthful, wonderful demographics of the morning show on this station. Does anybody believe that? No. Do they believe it? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey Neil, it's Gus. How are you? Okay. I don't know why I just said my name. Anyway, um, I just saw the funniest commercial the other night. I was watching the Howard Stern uh, TV show. Yeah. And it was a commercial for the Treasure Island, uh, you know, uh, nudie bar. Yeah. And it was uh, Roberto Duran was on it. I mean, talk about a low life. He, uh, in, in the commercial, he's fighting with this stripper, you know, with mm-hmm. gloves. And at the end of the commercial, like, she beats him and he says, no mas, no mas. Yeah. Have you ever... <laughs> I just thought that was funny. How I guess he had to be there. Okay, thanks. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Did you think that was funny? No. Huh? Was it amusing? No. Mildly uh, interesting? No. Relatively, no. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile online. This audience is out of material. I declare right now, they're done. They're finished. Stick a fork in them, baby. As Bob Prince would say, they're done. Here's Davy. Hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I know it's Monday, but I'll try and give you a good call. Um, Why do you want to ruin the, uh, you know, the? Uh, I, I, I really feel I really feel bad for your hearing when you have to listen for. Why? Because it's I just go a, through this every day. This is this is Miami. This is South Florida. What you hear is what you get. No, I know, I know. It's retardville, man. Well, here, here's the, here's the story. Um, I ask a simple question. How about that game on Saturday night, the last game of the year? I wasn't there. Few spy reports. The stuff after the uh, you know the uh, fan appreciation. Did they give stuff away? Did they uh, stick their finger in each other's? Probably. What was going? On? Anything? Do I get a response? No. You know, well, no matter what it is. Well, I, 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 Tom Dicker with his idiotic thing in the Sun Sentinel. Do I get a response about that? No. Sandy Payton uh, uh, gets a million dollars because that big fat bulldog from Channel 10 left it in her will. Any response about that? No. Except the woman calling to repeat the same thing I read an hour ago? No. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, get me whipped up now. I'll try and talk about uh, something intelligent with you. Here's here's a nice little religion story. A couple years ago, I had a, uh, a baby cousin who died when he was born because it was, he was premature. So... Mm-hmm. Um, one of my aunts in the family calls up and, you know, just talking to me about it. And she's like, you know, trying to understand it. And she's really religious. And she's like, oh, well, you know why it happened? What? It happened because we're trying to understand why the baby died. She knows it died from premature, but just like an existential reason trying to understand it. And she says, oh, it's because God needed an angel in heaven. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I just totally went off. And I've heard that explanation before. He needed before. an angel in heaven. Why did he take Tim Salmon? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, you know, they don't understand. I mean, if, if God, first of all, if God's all-powerful, he doesn't have any needs. 
And the other thing is that if God needed an angel in heaven, you think he'd take a little yeah, but, baby but don't who you can't under, talk? Don't you understand the juvenile way that the world, and especially this country, the way they function? Somebody dies, oh, he's in heaven now, or God, like you said, God wanted him now. For what? Well, what is that? It's just a rationalization because the human beings in this country cannot cope with death. They can't cope with the finality of death. They can't stand it. Exactly. Exactly. So they make up all these ridiculous stories that even a moron wouldn't believe. I'm going to tell you right now, sir, and I, I really believe this. There isn't 1% of the people in this country who really believe in God, okay? I don't care what they say they believe in. Keep keep in mind the difference, okay, between what they will tell you and what they really believe inside between their ears. There aren't one half of one percent of the people who are that dumb that they really believe in a God. Right. I mean, it's pretty, you ever hear you have Pat, to be off your rocker to believe in that crap. You think if God would need an angel, he'd take Arnold Schwarzenegger or someone like that. Or Maria Shriver with no chin. Have you ever heard of Pascal's Wager? Yes. And people think that that's such a logical thing, and it's actually totally illogical. I mean, for those in the audience that don't know, I mean, Pascal's wager is when people say, "Oh, well, I better believe in God because, hey, if I don't just in it, case, yeah, uh -huh. right." So, but they don't realize that what if the God isn't the Christian God that for, they first believe of, first in? First of all, you can't pretend you believe it. Either you really do believe it or you don't believe it. And quite frankly, how does God know if you believe it? Is God also a mind reader? Yeah. He also is inside your head. He said there's five billion creatures crawling around on this planet. He's inside everybody's head at the same time. Right, and you always have to say, uh, God bless you. That's another thing I can't stand. And have a great day. Thank you. It's like these people, you go to, I was thinking this the other day, you go to a ball game or like a hockey game, and they, oh, by the way, Jill, nice job. I kept the thing with her name on it just because she did such a great job. It was the Montreal game last Wednesday. Jill uh, Miner. Nice going, Jill. She sang both national anthems. She came over to say hi before the game. Now, remember, she was the first one that called. And then, of course, Beth Cohen, who's also great. We got two knockout young ladies there, Jill Miner and Beth Cohen. Get, bring them back for next year, baby. Oh! But Jill, you did a wonderful job of uh, the national anthem and O Canada. Both of them, very nice. Nicely done, sweetheart. And yesterday at the Gretzky retirement, which we've had no calls about today, maybe one in the first hour. Not that I really want to talk about it. What else is there to say? He makes me sick. But they sang both national anthems there in uh, New York, even though there was no Canadian team playing, to give, to give both singers an opportunity to stick Wayne Gretzky's name in the national anthems. Yeah, in the last line of both of them, uh, I forget how it went, you know. They stuck his name in there. Sacrilegious, man. And why do people, when they play the national anthem, why do they, when they're standing there, put their hand over their heart? They got heartburn? Is that what it is? From that crappy food in the Macarena? Yeah. That must be it. They're going like, uh, uh, they're trying to bring it back up. Well, what does that mean when you put your hand over your heart when they're doing that corny national anthem crap? Huh? That's the civilian salute. Well, what does that mean? It's a fascist ritual. Yeah, right, exactly. That's my point. Well, what's the point? Put your hand over your heart. Does that make you better than all the rest of us? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Bunch of phony, baloney, goose-stepping sheep. You ever see a goose-stepping sheep? All the time. Uh -huh. Millions of them. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We couldn't squeeze a response out of you bastards if we paid you by the word. Oh, your show sucks. You're, yeah, well, you know something? You guys are so freaking boring. You're what's wrong with this town. People who think that they're just a real panic, man. Boring! Get rid of them.
All these little punks with their finger inside each other's... Rectum. Go out and watch the fire, okay? Go out and uh, have a party in the Everglades. Have a party in your pants out there. <laughs> Is that what you hear from your special lady when you take off your pants for the first time? You may have hair on your dome, but you're not a man if you don't have hair on your ass. But you can when you get Pupisha. I could never make it with the babes until I got Pupisha. Now I have to shave my butt once a week. You can have the same results when you order Pupisha. And now you can order through the Internet at www.fuzzybutt.com. Order today. Now, what did he say in there? He said you can't be a real man unless you have hair on your butt, because I noticed that. I don't want to mention Greg Reed. When he took his pants down before and mooned us right here in the studio and showed us his ugly, pimply... Rectum. There was no hair on his butt. Maybe they shaved it to treat the injury. Maybe Joe Costello shaved his butt. Huh? What about Greg's? What about... Roy! 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. We're just rolling along, singing a song, killing four hours for you, boys and girls, and doing a sensational job, if I might add so myself. Oh! Doing a phenomenal job under these circumstances on a make-believe radio station on All Spots Radio with a general manager that walks around with his pants down to his knees. Hey, I got news for you, Greg. This ain't the sales office. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. A couple of weeks ago, you said something about uh, Ron and Ron coming on the air, and I've been gone for a couple of weeks. Right. What what finally happened? May 1st. Oh, May 1st? Morning's May 1st. Goodbye, worst team? Goodbye, uh, all of them. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, okay. well, what do you mean, oh, jeez, is that bad? Well, I mean, Ron who, and Ron. Now, who would you rather have? Who would you like us to have in the morning? How about Bob and Tom? I don't know whatever's out there. I mean, I wouldn't mind having Rick and Tom. Well, I mean, do you, do you like the morning show? Do you like the worst team? Not really. Do you like Geldy? I definitely don't like Geldy. You like Defoe? Defoe's okay. You like uh, Little Dog, Joe Rose? Yeah, he's all right. So I don't mind you that. don't mind the show, but if Geldy were off of there, you'd like it better. As I don't want to put words in your mouth. I agree. Geldy, okay. the voice is annoying, and, and although he has some knowledge of hockey, he doesn't have enough. The voice and the ass-sucking are the two things that disturb me tremendously, greatly. I agree. Okay, thanks. Okay, Bob and Tom start mornings, uh, what is it? Whatever he wants, we'll put them on. Okay? Rick and Suds. Starting mornings on uh, May, uh, whatever that day is, 2nd, 3rd. You want Rick and Suds in the morning? Yes. You got them. Five at 940. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Give them a little bit of a plug, okay? Let's goose them up there. Maybe if we get their numbers up there, like neck and neck, nose to nose, we might get these morning guys off their dead ass. Improve that show of theirs and quit sucking so much damn ass, so much hairy ass. God, even defending that Cecil Collins crap this morning. I mean, I, I, even I couldn't believe that. I know what a butt-sucking uh, fool that little Geldy is, but when he's defending, well, they really got nothing to lose. They better, you, know. Jim, you know something? Jimmy Johnson or Brian Murray or Terry Murray or uh, John Henry, they could come in here and drop <laughs> 10 pounds of manure right there on Geldy's face. He'd say, oh, that's the most delicious manure I've ever tasted in my life. Please bring some more. That's what kind of a little twit that is, okay? A little butt-sucking twit. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yo, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I kind of echo the comments of uh, caller, I don't, I don't know. And which one is ago. that? Pardon me? And which one is that? Uh, something about infatuation with men's asses or something like that. Yeah. And who's what, that? Who's infatuated with men's asses? You. No, I'm not. 
seems like. I'm it. not the least bit interested in men's asses, nor did I tell our general manager to come in here and show his, uh, his ass. <laughs> I couldn't care less about his I ass. See. I see. Neil, yeah, like I told him when he was in there, right to his face, he's been showing people his ass here ever since he came in the building the first time. But anyway, yes. Why, why, does, why does that concern you, sir? Why would you, unless you have absolutely no material whatsoever, what does that mean? I don't think I need to have material to call your show except for to make a comment. And what, what does that mean? And the com- I'm not going away. And this is another guy. See, you can't, it doesn't make any difference how many times you try it, pal, because it's number one, not going to get on the air, and number two, you wouldn't be listening if you really wanted me to go away. So obviously something I said today disturbed him, okay? Maybe he's got a uh, fetish with Jimmy Johnson, okay? The fact that I said Jimmy is the gangster coach. I mean, you can go through the whole litany of things I said here today. Something disturbs this guy. The sooner that I go away, I have an obsession with men's rectum, according to him, okay? I don't have an obsession with anybody's rectum, okay? To me, it's the least interesting part of the body. And the fact that we found out a lot of you so-called, and I underline the so-called part, macho guys are obsessed with women's rectums. Well, there you go. Maybe that's what he's upset about, is that we brought him out of the ass closet. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't want like you to go. Like a dog bang at the moon. As sooner you go away, I'm not going anywhere, pal. I don't want you to go. I'm Let not going, say. whether you want it or not. I don't want to. Listen, I'm going to go home in a little while. Okay, I don't blame you. I want to just talk real fast about religion. I mean, because this crossed my ass, man. <laughs> yeah. I got to. I got to tell you. Or something. maybe it was the God stuff that bothered this guy. Maybe he's another emotional cripple that can't handle the truth about the God bull crap. Well, now they're going to get on me because look, <laughs> the, art, the creator created everything. Yeah. Created the bad. You know, these people. It's like. They just want to know about the good, and they blame the devil for the bad. That's why they had to invent the devil, because, uh, you know, that makes yeah, they it can't convenient. accept this. I mean, this this earth really sucks. Right. What we see going on overseas in Europe, all around us, we see people crashing in airplanes, earthquakes, floods. Right. Hey, the Lord created all All kinds this of crap. new diseases, all kinds of viruses, exactly. all kinds of bacteria that are... This is, uh, if, if I was to tell you that a human being would do this crap... And create all this so you would turn away from We'd that say, to love put me. him on death row. We'd say yeah, crazier than Charlie Benson. In order to love me, I created all this crap. Right. I mean, this is incredible. 52 at 560 WQAM. That guy's absolutely correct. Take a look at what's going on over there in Yugoslavia. All these poor, desperate human beings. I mean, this crap that's going on. And all these diseases and these uh, drug-resistant strains of bacteria, and on and on it goes. See, nature, you can understand nature. This is the way nature works because that's the real world. But for people that want to live in this fantasy world, like that jackass that called a couple of uh, calls ago, I know who you are, sir, and you can't turn it off, can you? Can you turn it off? No. You'll never turn it off. The minute I uh, I, uh, hang it up, then you'll uh, turn it off. But in the meantime, he couldn't turn this off if you paid him by the minute. Because he's obsessed with this show. And they always have to do, to try to deflect attention. You know, oh, I'm obsessed with rectum. I'm going to say, no, I'm not obsessed with rectum, sir. I haven't got the least bit of interest in your rectum, even in my rectum, okay? Even my uh, formerly bruised rectum. Or in Greg Reed's purple rectum. How do you like that? Yeah. That's what I thought when I saw it. That's the first thing that came to my mind when the boss is in there pulling his pants down. Yeah. Oh, God. Here's a man that runs around a building showing his ass Rectum. to the world. And he, uh, I was going to say he signs a paycheck. He don't even do that. He puts like a little squiggly mark on there, which means there might be enough in the bank account this week to cover it so you can give him his paycheck now. 
Here's Miami. Hello. Are you there? Oh, good. I got rid of him. He had his radio. He had your radio turned up, sir. Bad telephone technique. Don't talk to people that got the radio blasting in the back. Oh, we got a bunch of winners here today. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a lady in Aventura. Hello. Yeah, hi Neil. I, I mean, I think you're still an unofficial rabbi, even though you're an atheist. But what, it, what does that mean? Well, because I think you have the intellect of a rabbi who's always searching for the truth. You know. I'm not. I'm not searching for anything. Well, but let me ask you this. Haven't you called me and told me exactly the same thing before? Yeah, I said Yeah, exactly. That. But let me. Can I ask you a question? Uh, if there's no creator, who created uh, space, time, and matter? I haven't got any idea. Didn't the nature? It's just there. Nobody created it. Let me ask you this: If there's a God, who created Him? Well, that's the that's the dilemma. Ah, that's the dilemma. Well, what's the difference in that question between that and the one you asked me? Because somebody must be creating something. Uh huh. Just like just like just like there must be a beginning and the end because that's the way everything works in our our experience. There must be a beginning and an end. Not necessarily. Why not? Because maybe uh, if there's infinity and uh, oh, and so if there's infinity, maybe maybe the universe was always here. What a concept! Well, but even infinity has uh, has a uh, uh, boundaries, I think. Yeah, like they can't say certain words on air on their stations, right? <laughs> oh well, it's worth thinking about. No, it's not. Well, what? Let me ask you, what difference does it make? Because there may be a possibility that you're wrong. About what? A creator. A creator? Like a person? Like a guy with a long beard and long hair? No, like no, no. Time? no. Nothing is mundane. Something, something, something that creates time, yeah. matter, and space. Uh-huh. And what would that thing be? I, 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 okay, well, me. when you find out, you call me back and let me know. She, st- she started out the call exactly verbatim, word for word. I don't know how many times over the years she's called with that same song of the dance, word for word. She's probably got it written down. Maybe she's got it memorized, but now she ought to. It makes no sense whatsoever. Something's got to be there, doesn't it? No. No. Do I care? No. No. And she can't handle that. Well, maybe someday. No. No, I don't care. It's of no interest to me. All these fairy tales. The greatest biblical scholar I ever knew in my life told me it's all a bunch of bubble mices. It's all a bunch of fairy tales. Don't waste your time with it. And I said, okay, and you're right. All these silly, ridiculous things. How could anybody see? And again, people say that. Like I said before, people say these things because they want us to think that they really believe them. But in between their ears where we can't really read their mind. But if we could, we'd know that they're going like, yeah. Like, I don't really believe this crap any more than he does. But i got to say it because it sounds good. Because it's the acceptable, the socially acceptable thing to say. Oh, the good Lord willing, the good Lord. Yeah, the good Lord willing. How about stop all the, uh, save these poor bastards. Look at this. They're, they've got loaves of bread over there in Yugoslavia trying to look at those people. Look at that. Look at what's going on over there. And you're giving me a bunch of crap about a God? Yeah, but they're Muslims. Oh, that's right. Wrong God. See, you lose. That'll teach them. God, my fat ass. God, Greg Reed's pimply. Rectum. He's right. I'm obsessed with rectum. I just like the way to cart sound. Rectum. Yeah, that's Mitch Lewis. Although, Oy. that's our poll question. Which one do you like better? You like Rectum or Oy. which Mitch Lewis uh, gem? <sighs> Boy, these people are just worry out. 1257 at 560Q. I know what, do we have any uh, cigars around here for when I leave? I'll get mom real upset because I haven't smoked any cigars in a long time. But I'm going to light one up when I leave today. Just in honor of my good friends down at Nick's. Because you know something? The one thing I can tell you for sure, when you get one of those great Perdomo Reserves or any of the other great cigars from down there, the Lord didn't make those. Nick's made them. 
How do you like that? Oh. Those great cigars. God didn't make them. Those little banana-picking, nose-picking uh, illegal aliens, they made them. They put a lot of love and care and hard work into making each and one of those great premium cigars and Nick cigars. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. By the way, you know what they put on their fries in Unser. Three minutes after one at 560 WQM. It's our big one to two hour. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. And the reason those poor people are, by the way, are over there dying and uh, being chased out of their homes is because just exactly what these assholes were talking about. Good old time religion, baby. There oh! you go. Every time you see something grotesque and nasty and unhuman happening in the world and people uh, hating each other and trying to kill each other, 99% of the time it comes back to that good old religion. Trying to force it down your throat, so to speak. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I vote for Roy. What is it? Your poll question. Okay, great. 5670560, pound 560. See what I mean? It's it's hopeless. This this place is never going to get any better. It's a vacuum. They're all all the real people. They're out there watching the fires. They got their barbecue going. They don't even have to take their barbecue. They just got their marshmallows and their weenies. They just stick them out the window of the car. Oh, it's getting pretty hot now, and the weenie too. I'll bet. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. I was just calling to say about the year 2000. What do you think about that? What's going to happen? If you're like into God and all that and everything, and you know, you say there is no God and this and that, and they say in the Bible the year 2000 is the whole world's going to come to the end. How long have they been saying that, sir? How well, long as long as I can remember. Well, let me ask you something. When the date changes, okay, when the date on the calendar changes, what does it mean? Just another year. Another day. Just another year. The right. sun and the moon and the stars and right. the cockamoon. It isn't going to change a goddamn thing. You don't think nothing's going to happen at all? Well, what, what do you mean by that? That the world's going to come to an end. It's just like it's all you're, you're, at, you're asking me that seriously? Do I think the world's coming to an well, end? Not to, you know, all the good people that are supposedly not sinners or whatever are going to go to heaven, and then everybody else is just going to go to hell. And, and what are they going to do in heaven, sir? What's going to be going on up there? Uh, it's like everything's simple, peaceful. Uh, you, you live with no commitments, no nothing, and... You get whatever you want, supposedly, or whatever you know. You get whatever you does. want, like what? As in, you like know, like what? 
peacefulness or whatever. No fighting. No, no you said you, no get what, you get whatever. Well, there's no fighting in a funeral in a cemetery. True. In a box. Dead. Huh? Everybody's dead. Okay, there. thank you. There's the answer. Peaceful. Yeah, peaceful in the box. Oh my God. This this guy he's asking me a serious question. Isn't he? Yes. That's the scary part of it. Don't I really believe the year the, the world is gonna to come to an end when the calendar changes? Well, I'll tell you one thing, if that's the case, we better start going out and living it up right now because oh. we got a short time. We only got eight months and eleven days left. See ya. Let's stick a tape on. Yeah, I got uh, too many things to do. We only got that little time left. Or you think you're going to be burning in hell? Oh, there's a God for you. If you don't believe a bunch of silly fairy tales, you're going to burn in hell. And let me ask you something, sir. When you don't have a body, how is it going to feel when you're burning in hell? How do you feel pain when you have no sense of feeling? How do you feel this pleasure, this peace when you have no brain, when you have no body? I ain't got no body. Come on, let's hear it. How do they, how does St. Peter recognize you? Does he check your DNA? Does he look at your fingerprints? Cause you don't have either one when you get to the pearly gates, okay? There's no body. There's nothing. There is the soul. Anybody ever see a soul except the one on the bottom of your shoe? No. And by the way, look at what's on the bottom of your shoe. If you stepped in the wrong spot this morning. Is that what you call a crappy soul? I'll tell you one thing. Better make sure, but just when you're getting ready to assign, to check out, make sure you look at the bottom of your shoes. Because if you wind up dying and just at that particular moment, you happen to have like dogs <laughs> on the bottom of your shoe, nobody gets into heaven when they got a crappy soul. Huh? Straight to hell. But why? A crappy soul. You lose. You're out. You're out, Tom. Can you get me off the hook for all? Can't do it, Sally. Hey, Sally. Oh, we know where she's going. Here's Homestead. Hello. Hello? Oh, yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Can I get a request? No. Where are we going? Here's uh, Hialeah. Hello. Hialeah. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, just to get on the lighter subject, I took George's advice uh, this weekend and shaved my scrotum. Yeah. And uh, the popular that wasn't George's consensus advice. Is, That's Joe Costello's advice. Oh, is it? Yes. And uh, the popular consensus was is that it's good. Yeah. Women seem to dig it. Women seem to dig it. Well, how do you know that? Yeah, well, you know, you're high elite. I'm sure that it looks good in the glory through the glory hole. The popular consensus was that it's good. Women dig it. You see, you see what I mean again about feeble minds. Feeble minds, even some of the people around here, these sports nerds around here, these young macho guys, most of them who couldn't get laid in the goddamn whorehouse, they're running around shaving their balls because Joe Costello said his girlfriend likes him to shave his nuts. If Rocky the Squirrel said he shaves his nuts, would everybody out there do it? Yes. Yeah, probably. Talk about impressionable people, about sheep with no brain, with no minds of their own. And that lady who keeps asking me year after year the same stupid questions about don't I really care? No, 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 no. I don't care. I don't think about it. I'm not interested. How did we get here? No. Do we know? No. Are we ever going to know? No. What difference does it make? It's something to argue about. It's something to hate each other about. It's something to kill each other and persecute each other about. So cut the crap. With all your superstition, with your foolishness. And by the way, don't step under that goddamn ladder while you're at it. And don't let that black pussycat step in front of your path because you're going to go straight to hell. Something really bad's going to happen.
And if you go to the store and the total of your groceries comes up like to 666, you better hope the decimal points after the first six. Because otherwise something really, really bad is going to happen. That's right. The cashier, she's going to say, uh-uh, still short. My God, is that thing real? No. My name is Ross Perot. Stand by five foot and worth about five or six billion. Never bounce a check. Ain't had illicit sex. Ooh, but I'm willing. Before I can declare, won't fix my kitchen hair. Cause I look kind of funny. But both parties ought to know that they shouldn't waste their dough. Can't grab a guy with money. Cause I got lots of money. All right. So much money. So much money, it ain't funny. Why don't you go to street ticket with me? Cause I ain't so bad. This announcement paid for by a committee to elect Ross Perot. I ain't got nobody, baby. I ain't got nobody. I can't feel nothing. I can't see nothing. I can't hear nothing. I can't even smell nothing, almost. But I'm going to heaven. I'm going to hell. I'm going to burn. And, of course, burning won't be all that bad because I have no uh, body. I got no skin. I got no sense of feeling. I got no brain. So I'm not even going to feel it. That, it's like, does, does a bear in the woods? No, it, it, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody hears it, does it make a sound? And if you go to hell and you can't feel the fire, are you getting burned? Do it hurt? Do it hurt? No. No. And if you go to heaven and you can't feel it, and you're in this uh, blissful, whatever the other caca this guy was talking about, this peace, peace, I got your peace over here, pal. Maniac. Lunatics. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil, how yeah. are you? Okay, sir. I wanted to comment on this religious thing that uh, everybody A religious been... thing? Well, whatever. Yeah. You know. uh, if the Bible says at the age, by the age of 30, everybody should commit suicide, you, I can guarantee you mass suicide. You know yeah. what I mean? My point is... All of these things. Uh-huh. My point is... Yeah, but I do kind of like grape Kool-Aid, though. Well, yeah, I understand that, but mm-hmm. my point is... Not too crazy about was, the tapioca pudding. You had a or, lady or on... slicing your nuts off. <laughs> maybe, maybe your Costello is a little bit late for the Do-Re-Mi guys. Go ahead. Right, but my point is that you had a lady on a couple of minutes ago or whatever, and she was talking about creator and you were a rabbi or whatever. My oh, point yeah, is, her same old, tired, boring line, yeah. And the creator and the... Well, you know, you could take a glass of water and stick it out in the hot sun for four mm-hmm. or five days, and you created something because something's going to go in there. What I yeah. mean. You know what I mean? My point is, how do we know? Probably a butterfly might drop a little something in there. Yeah, I mean, I think be floating around on top. Well, I think it's really, it, it goes back to the old saying, keeping up with the Joneses. Joneses, as far as, as no, it, 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 that's not the old saying. The old saying is that people are sheep and people don't want to think for themselves. And so, people, even if they know that it's a bunch of crap, they don't have the guts to say it. They feel exactly. compelled, like when they do these polls in America. Ninety-seven percent of the people, when they say, "Do you believe in God?" They say, yes. even though 90, uh, ninety-six and nine-tenths percent of them know it's a bunch of bullcrap. Right, right. Well, either way, there's 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 too many people that that follow these cults. I mean, they could say whatever, and they'll... Well, what do you mean cults? All of them are cults. Exactly. Every, every religion in the world is a cult. Right. That's what I'm saying. Well, God bless you, sir. 
5670560. It's Rabbi Neil. Oi! Lady, you're so boring. You have any idea how boring you are, sweetheart? How boring, how terminal, how repetitious, how, I mean, very infrequent calls, but it's always the same thing. How many times can we hear all of these things without starting to regurgitate them? You know what I'm talking about, sweetheart? I don't think you do. I don't think you get it. Oh, Rabbi Neil. Yeah. I got your rabbi right over here, sweetheart, right by the short hairs. And don't get me started on your account again, okay, because I can't stand it. He's laying to fill in. He's rocking back and forth. And you look at somebody like that and you say, please lock him up. Please. Put him away. On April 16th, please. Yes. Here's Miami. Hello. I'm sorry. Is this, this Peyton Magruder speaking? Let's go to a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. This, this religious stuff. So is what really, I mean about uh, people who think they're really funny and not being here. remotely yes? Uh, um, hypocrite. I'd rather hear Jeremy Shant. say it's hypocrite. These people are absolutely nuts. Yeah. Everyone, all these religious fanatics are absolutely. Well, what do you mean fanatics? It doesn't make any difference whether they're fanatical they're or not. I mean, they're they're the only, if they're fanatical, of course, they're doing a lot more harm with it. That's what makes it worse. Makes well, them malignant. Well, you, you see, they just they just don't get it. I mean, the best the thing in life is to be the best person you can be. I mean, regardless of religion, and of course. DNH, baby, do no it. harm. It's that's the it. simplest religion. It makes all the sense in the world. That's DNH. It. If everybody would DNH, we would have Absolutely. the pure. This guy's talking about peace and uh, tranquility. We could have it right here. DNH. Stop killing everybody stop driving people out of their homes stop raping women stop uh, doing all of these things you go with, these, with the, the christian rights and all that stuff i mean if you're not born into the correct religion you're not going to be saved so i guess the jewish firefighter who gives a life-saving 40 people in the building is yeah but don't forget he, he, his people decided that they were god's chosen people so maybe he right. who knows right. every, well, every religion says we're yeah. the chosen people right. if you don't believe what we believe you're going right. to hell every religion says that religion. to show you what a bunch of intolerant horse crap this right. is and it, but from their point of view, though, I mean, from the Christian point of view, anyway, I mean, there's a lot of them. If, you know, this guy, you know, gives his life, you know, saving people, 30 people are saving out of burning He's buildings. still burning in hell. He's burning and if in Hitler hell. accepted Jesus on his deathbed, but, he's going to heaven. But the Christian mass murderer of 20 who gives, who says, I found Jesus in a cell before he gets electrocuted, is going to be saved. Or if I found, found Jesus it. on Rick Riley's lawn, that's right. Absolutely. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. It's a little plastic, Jesus. His wife lost it. Oh, it's just amazing. And if they believe that, that, you know, God created the heaven and earth and all the people, the and, and then afterwards they're going to be saved, well, he controls which soul comes down here then, right? Yeah. So he knows ahead of time who's damned and who's not. They're damned before they do. And what happens if you're like the Beatles got a rubber soul? What do you do then? Well, I At least then you won't get shocked when you go to hell right, anyway. But if they're damned before they do and then they do, then it's a revolver. Well, don't waste your time on it, pal. Just a screw It's a revolver. There's another Beatles for you. Okay. Hey, thanks. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like our sales department. It's a revolving door. Good luck, Dara. I'll see ya. She's gone. Won't see her no more. As the QAM sales department keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and churning. Whatever happened to the guy that wanted the books about Italy, which I keep forgetting to bring in? I was almost going to bring them in this morning. I thought he's probably gone too already. What's his name? The tall young sales guy that wanted the books. Uh, I don't even know what his name is. How how can you learn the names of the salespeople when they're here for five minutes and then we got a new one replacing them? Like that Peter Leonard, Leonard Peter, uh, Pumpkin Eater, whatever his name is, that goofball, he's like one step away from the thing. That's right. That's what we got in our sales department. All of these things. Yeah, right. Fat boy. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Mobile in Palm Beach. Yes, uh, Mr. Rogers. Speaking. Um, Christianity, yes? Christianity is not a religion. 
What is it? It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh huh. What, is, what, is that, what does that mean? Well, it means. How do you that have a personal relationship? Do you have like lunch with him or take him no, out for dinner? Nope. That's Great. not what it means. Well, so, what it, does that mean? But it means that Christianity and is not a religion. It means that yes, it is Christianity. How can you how can you uh, be a Christian unless you uh, have faith? Unless you believe in something? That's yes, called that's, a religion. That's you, what a religion is. No, it is not. It is a personal relationship. Sir, you're, you're giving me you're giving you me not, rhetoric, sir. You're giving sir, me rhetoric. You're giving sir, me cornball you, rhetoric. You do not have you do not have to be a uh, Presbyterian or a Catholic or any denomination which yeah. is really a religion mm -hmm. to have to be a Christian. A Christian Christianity is that, that's not a, that's a religion. A, that's according to you. No, that's according to the Bible. Sir. No, then that's not according to the Bible. That's not according yes. to the teachings yes, of the sir, Bible, the way it's implemented by the Catholic no. Church and the Protestant and the all uh, sect of the Protestant the Church. The Catholics and the Protestants are all all man's own uh, attempt to to explain Christianity. But to Christianity explain it? is not. Yes, sir. That's you mean to explain exactly a religion that was invented many years after uh, this alleged person Jesus died, was nailed on the cross, and allegedly came back? The the uh, Christianity has strictly to do with the individual. When God created everything, he created the, the free will of man and the sovereignty of God mm -hmm. will live on together. And it's man's own choice, whether he believes or not believes. Mm -hmm. And it yeah, does not have how anything... About, and how, about, how about the people in the parts of the world where they never hear the message of Jesus? How about those people? Because What's going to happen there, to them? There is no such thing as an unfair situation. If someone in the parts of the world that uh, does not hear the message. Maybe they don't have cable unfair. TV, like in the jungles they, of Africa they, somewhere? They would automatically be saved if they... If they saved, uh, saved for what? For a rainy day? What happens to them? No, sir. In other words, everybody reaches God consciousness at some level. The when you reach God yeah. consciousness at, at a certain age, then you're responsible from your actions didn't, from their didn't, own. Uh, didn't in the New Testament, doesn't it say, whoever shall uh, believe in, in uh, this bubble my seat will have everlasting life, only the ones who believe in it? No, sir, but, but uh, let's take... No a, one cometh unto the Father. Right, exactly, a, that's right. Sir, Without so Jesus. Let's take, let's take a child that's... Uh, that, and that brainwash him, yeah, and then make him take his money. Let's take a child that does not reach God consciousness. Yeah. He's that, not that, old enough. Do what? He doesn't, let's take a child that doesn't reach God's consciousness. Well, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? You keep using all well, these flowery... Uh, let's say there are thousands of children Doesn't reach died. God's consciousness, well, yeah. That's correct, because God's consciousness, at this one point you realize there's a God, and you have to make a choice. A choice not of what? The Bible, a choice of what? Well, there, there's nothing in the Bible he's saying. You're just making all of this no, up. Sir, You've got no, your own sir, religion. No, sir, I'm not making You're just it making it up as you go along. No, sir, I'm not, and if you... If a child does not reach God's consciousness... Yeah. Okay, have a great day, sir. You repeat the same thing 400 times. Once we got to the 400th time, buzzer went off. Next, next Looney Tunes, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. He has a personal relationship with Jesus. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, eat deli together. Maybe they had a Passover Seder together this year. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Because when Jesus was alive, by the way, there was no Christian religion. Pretty good, sir. <laughs> he was you're a Jew. On, Jesus on, was a Jew. You're in rare form The Last today, Supper buddy. was a Passover Seder. He was drinking the wine, and Eric Burden was spilling it. Yeah. Go ahead, are I'm you, sorry. Are you okay? I'm fine. You're in rare form today, buddy. Yes, I am. This religion thing just gets you in a knot. No, it doesn't get me in a knot. It gets these people in a knot. Anyway, I just wanted one thing to tell you because I haven't heard it 
for the longest time. Yeah. Pon la crema en la cesta. Okay. Bye. See ya. In La Cesta, it must have been a highlight player. It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, there you go, sir. Just for you. That's another religion to uh, put the lotion in the uh, squirt, squirt your basket, and that's why they have pallbearers at funerals, you know, because they're the ones who put the lotion in the casket. Well, they don't want it just sitting there forever. There's no fashion in the church. How I love the liquor quit, and that is why I become yes. a singing lesbian nun. Sister Mary Catherine was so impressed with what I'd done. She gave me action with her son. Oh! And you can see for safety that this song went to number one. Because I was a nun. Found a way to make some cash and hope the royalties will last. Because retired nuns don't get none. I never made it that because I didn't look that great. So I got me a new habit, doing drugs and getting laid. Had my one and only hit, and then the Vatican got pissed. The Pope said, there's my big. Now that I'm dead, I can reveal how much I wanted Sally Field to go whistling in my wheelfield. Okay, 131 at 560 WQM. The Pope's greatest hits, by the way, is number four with a bullet oh. over in Italy. Just in case you're keeping track, it's a monster. Five, five, pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Just look around you. Look at the rampant stupidity, the rampant ignorance, the suffering, the famine, the uh, hardships, the disease. Every year we come up with new diseases, new strains of bacteria. Is God doing anything about all of these things? No. No, he's too busy worrying about who's betting on which team in a football game because they're all having their goddamn NFL prayer breakfast and all this other bull crap. And praying to God because, oh, yeah, and uh, by the way, you'll be pleased to know that the Cecil Collins scumbag that Jimmy assigned the other day, yesterday, or that they drafted at least yesterday, this Cecil Collins says, oh, he's found God now. So now everything will be okay. <laughs> right. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. i, I got to ask you a question. you got to what? Ask you a question. Ask me a question? Yeah. If you shave your pubic heads, are you gay? Yes. What if you uh, clip them with a uh, clipper? If you clip your clip with a clipper, yes, that makes you gay too. Don't do it, sir. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? How are you today? Okay, sir. Uh, say I agree with you, Neil. They're they're killing you over there. That audience is they're ruining your show. They're they're getting worse and worse. We've only been listening to you for about a year over yeah. here on this coast. And in that amount of time, uh, it's it really has gotten noticeably bad. Uh, and I have in that, that amount of time, it's not any different than it was five years ago, ten years ago. We got the same lunkheads here that have always been here. Oh, and when they and when they move out or they croak, we bring in new lunkheads to replace them. Oh, I, I thought I was hearing you say that they're getting progressively worse. No, I must have misunderstood. No, you that's that. uh, that's the same old crap. Well, I was going to offer a suggestion. I think it's rather brilliant. But, what is uh, that? Maybe just for like a week or, or so, you can test uh, taking all your calls from this coast and make them pay over there, uh, you know, to call over make, here. Make, make who pay? Uh, all the people from the East Coast. Uh, make them call a West Coast <laughs> number. And, and you can get all the, all the idiots on this coast. Uh, really see where it goes. Yeah, okay. Thanks, pal. Thanks, but no thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT. We don't have enough Metamucil to talk to the people over there on the West Coast. 
The grandparents of the people who live in Sunrise live on the west coast of Florida. They're over there in Fort Myers and in Naples and in Tampa and St. Pete and Clearwater and uh, Tarpon Springs, all of these places, all of these things. By the way, how's the thing doing? Haven't seen the thing lately. Here's uh, a wrong line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Man, this Christianity stuff upsets you, don't it? No. Sure sounds like it. Not upset in the least. Well. <laughs> Are you? Are you upset? No, I'm just enjoying it, man. I'm I just having it's... a great show. I'm just uh, doing my thing here. I'm not the least. I couldn't care less what these uh, bozos say. Well, I just. Would you uh, like just... me? Would you like me to say I'm upset? <sighs> would that make you feel better? No, I don't have to. Ma- not that makes me feel better. On the radio, it's uh-huh. just entertainment, man. Exactly, it's a radio it's show. Just, it's just entertainment. Just like they made up their religion so they can entertain each other with, and uh, kill there each other. There you go. Right. There you go. Okay, That's God bless it. you, sir. God with no material. Here's Wes Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Um, there's a place in Florida that all these religious freaks should go to. Uh-huh. And that is uh, the Miami headquarters Beach. of the National Enquirer. Yeah, Lantana. Hey. Huh? Lantana. Yeah. Oh, Lantana, there he goes. Because inquiring minds want to know, what is all this bull crap? Uh-huh. And another thing, can I call to somebody a douchebag? 5670560, pound 560 on the 18th wireless line as the search for God continues. The relentless, never-ending search, like that bitch says before. Oh, he'll be searching for the truth. For what? I'm not searching for, well, I'm searching for something. We're always looking for that. But as far as the truth, am I looking for the truth? No. What truth are you talking about? Your truth? No. Moishi Pupik's truth? What truth are you talking about? What, what fairy tale which who made up? What silly story for silly, emotional, crippled people who can't accept the fact that when you die, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, period, end of discussion, not because God wanted you, because your time was up, because uh, whatever, because crap happens, that's what the, that's the answer to that question. I mean, some people, they croak, uh, who were smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, and they die because they got lung cancer, it killed them, okay? Very simple, nothing complicated at all. They kill themselves with crap, just like some of us kill ourselves with food. Like my close personal friend who called before the fat Al Goldstein, who lost six ounces over the weekend and wants us to write a book about it. Put up a, put up a, put up one of those Goodyear blimps. We don't even have to rent a Goodyear blimp. We'll just tie a string to Al's ass and stand him up in the air. We'll just stick a helium pump up Al's rectum and send him up there with his 305, oh, I'm sorry, 298 pounds. That's incredible. Can you believe that? And, and But it's good. I, I've tried to scare him for years, just like we're trying to do with the booster there. Scare him uh, out of the eating. At least even if, you don't, even if you don't lose any weight, don't expand anymore. Don't expand. And now that he's terrified that he's going to be on insulin, having to take those shots, having to take the needle, like Sherlock Holmes, Watson, having to take that needle all the time, he says, uh, oh, oh, maybe I ought to lose an ounce or two. Maybe I ought to leave like half a pound of cereal in the industrial box and leave it for somebody else. Remember all those times he would do that? Bring in the, like they used to sell an extra. Remember extra would sell? They used to have like for families, big industrial, for a school, for a class, for an entire school, a huge box of cereal, preferably loaded with sugar like Frosted Flakes, which I do like, by the way. And he would sit there during the show and eat the whole goddamn box as like, like a side dish to whatever we were having for lunch that day. Whatever we were having for our two or three meals that day. Like Don DeLuise said, maybe we could have a couple of meals together. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Boy, these buttons are killing me. Mobile in West Palm. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. 
I was just wanting to get off this religion thing, maybe mention something about Wayne Gretzky briefly. Yeah. And that is that they've been talking about this passing the torch to Yager thing. I don't know. They Like, he passed it last night. I think Yager's had the torch for about three years now. Yeah. I mean... Gretzky gonna... has been a shadow of his former self for the last couple of years. It's painful. I can't stand him to begin with. He was a great player. But to right. watch him uh, you go around, every time somebody would just hit him, just barely touch him, he'd put his hands on that little pansy helmet of his and go skating over to the bench like, oh, they touched me, you know. I, his, uh, I'm so glad he retired and didn't have to go out like a clown. You know, his time was up. He was right. Time was up. His time was up probably a year and a half ago at right. 7 and 5's nine goals this year. Right. I mean... uh and it's oh, yeah, 60 points, you know, whoopie do. Four, four press conferences, four national press conferences, right. ESPN Classic showing Wayne's 22 hours, that's right, 22 hours. Three days, and then they're showing his last game that was just yesterday. Right. It's getting ridiculous. You're right. Not to mention that they defaced two national anthems by adding his name. Right, that's right. Uh, two two I mean, countries have been disgraced, Canada and the U.S., because they had to stick his name in there yesterday. That's all I wanted to say. You can go back to the religion thing now. Okay, God bless you. All right. And the Maple Leafs. Oh, boy, got to play the Flyers. And, of course, Sergey Berzin, maybe I hope the hell he gets his jaw all straightened out by Thursday. We're going to be in real big, deep stuff. That damn frog, that reveal on the Canadians, uh, wax him on the uh, jaw there, not even a penalty call. Berzin may have a broken jaw. I'm going to have to check my Toronto Sun when I go home on the Internet because you sure don't get any information. You don't, not only that, you don't even get a story about that, that it happened down here. That's the kind of coverage we got down here. No. Piece of crap, Michael Russo and David J. Neal. You're going to wind up burning in hell. The two of you together, only David J. Neal will be dressed for it. Know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. I thought Christianity was fairy tale. This religion thing was not for me. They held a big convention. They let me in for free. I had no idea what I was about to see. They were speaking in tongues. That made me a believer. It was kind of fun. To stick it out of my mouth. Speak in tongues. They got me believing. My tongue is weaving from side to side. The Lord will now embrace me. I clap my tongue to the beat. Now, whatever I do, He'll forgive me. Cause now I speak in tongues That makes me a believer And I'm having fun Playing around with my mouth Now I speak in tongues That's incredible. 145 is Okay, calm down. He'll be here at 2 o'clock from Shula State, too. One thing about those religions, baby, they like their tongue. Huh? They're definitely big into tongue. Although tongue, you know, is not the... You go in the deli and you get tongue, you're probably Jewish. Oi! Why is it that Jews eat tongue? Do you have any idea? Do uh, Is that a Latin thing? Do Latins eat tongue? I've never had it. Is it any good? Depends on whose tongue it is. Where are we going? Here's a, a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello? Hey. I never had tongue. Yes, sir. How's it going, sir? Are we having trouble on this line eight again? 
Go ahead. Uh, can't use it. Line eight's all screwed up. Always get that uh, howling sound on line eight. Maybe they knew it was a Palm Beach call. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Good. I was going to ask you a question. Do you know a person by the name of uh, Cliff Benham? Who? Cliff Benham. Or excuse me, Flip Benham. No. Okay, that man there is going around showing aborted fetuses to children. Yeah. He is with Operation Rescue, this abortion thing that's going on in Buffalo, New York. Uh-huh, right. And he's going around showing these things. So where does he go, to hell or to heaven? Probably to uh, Chictawaga, which is worse than either one. How come our phone is, like, feeding back and doing all kinds of funky things? Now, we've been doing fine on the phone. It's a Monday, the beginning of the week. Phone has been functioning just fine. We've had a plethora of calls, maybe even one or two good ones, but I can't remember one. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miramar. Hello. Yes, Neil. Yes. Yes, Neil. I challenge believers all over to protest your show and you because of you blaspheming and the way you talk. Well, let me ask you, why are you why are you listening, sir? Because I just flipped through the channels and I, I challenge them to protest your show and those that even advertise on your show. Yeah, well, guess, guess what? Show. Not going to happen, pal. Not going to happen. happen. Not going to happen, sir. Yeah, Ain't going to happen. You're, you're a homosexual. Yeah. You want to believe there's no God. Oh, there's no God. There's no God. So I'm not. There's going to be a judgment for you unless you receive the blood of Jesus. The blood the of Jesus. Of, yeah. I got your blood over here, pal, in little vial. I've never heard anything so vile in my life. It's been a long vial since I heard anything like that. He just happened to be. He was just tuning through the another radio accident. You're so full of crap, pal. And of course, I know a good religious guy like you would never lie, would he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just happened to be tuning through my fat ass. We want to protest. Oh, I see. That that's the good Christian way. You don't like my opinion. You don't like what I'm saying. Therefore, let's protest. Let's stop it. Let's stop his right to say what he is saying because we don't like it. And yet, sir, you make the point that I'm making. You're you're exactly what I'm talking about. Another intolerant schmuck. Like, that's the first time we've heard that voice? Who the hell are you kidding? Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes. Uh, Neil, I have a question for you. Uh, uh, I think you're the expert, so you, 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 I think you got the answer. Yeah. If a guy is uh, real flexible and... Uh, uh-huh. Okay, 5670560, oh, pound 560. Go on and get yourself one of those men's health magazines, sir. I think you'll find at least the picture's interesting, if nothing else. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? Okay. I just like to say a couple things. Um, first of all, uh, talking about the Gretzky thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Gretzky deserves all twenty two hours of it. I mean, hey, the guy's the greatest hockey player ever. So. Unarguably. Yeah. So, so they give four hours a day to a homosexual Jew. Uh huh. And uh, no one complains about that. How do you know how many homosexuals there are in sports? I don't care about how, you, how many of you guys. Maybe Wayne was doing in the locker room. Do you have any idea? No, I have no uh-huh. idea. But um, by the way, I'd like to say about the caller who who called beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. Uh, we should protest. We should protest. Here's another one who was on hold when the guy called, but already because the other guy called, we should protest. Why are you listening, sir? Did you Why? also have an accident? Why am I listening? Yes. I have to say, Neil, I en- I enjoy the uh, ridiculousness of your show. Yeah. I think that all of your comments are great. Yeah. And uh I think they're worthy of, of of listening to. Yes. Because uh Then what are you talking about? I'm talking about uh you know how sometimes you learn from watching people who are wrong? That's that's what I'm doing. I like to learn from those who well, are well, obviously sir, uh, and the price, and the price is right, sir, and you ought to put a check in the mail made out to me, okay? Any amount you want. 
The price is right. Teaching you whatever it is that you need to know. I'm wrong. You're right. I'm dumb. You're smart. There you go. And Wayne Gretzky deserves 25,000 hours because he was a great hockey player. I think we ought to suspend all the news shows. We ought to take all the entertainment shows, all the programming off all the networks, every cable station, every satellite station, and put Wayne Gretzky's puss on there and all these games over and over again. Don't you? No. No. <laughs> See, this is the new thing now because I said something that ruffled their feathers, obviously. They got to, like, attack me. That's great. Be my guest, okay? Open up your big fat puss. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah, I agree with the other guy. Another parrot, another sheep without an original thought in your goddamn brain. Even when you take a, <laughs> it smells like somebody else's, sir, I guarantee you. 